G'day folks, welcome to the channel. My name's Anthony, I am the coach, and I'm here not with a Down Under Sigma, but a very exciting and important topic. Today is International Women's Day, if you are watching us here on Sunday, the 8th of March. And I'm joined here by three amazing panelists, and we're gonna talk all things war women in Warhammer, or Warhammer in women. No, it's it's women in Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> It's women in Warhammer. Um, today is a global celebration of all the achievements for, for women in uh, in all of the communities. You know, uh, you know, very thankful for people like my mother, my wife, the people who just generally put up with my rubbish. And the episode today is very much around, you know, talking about, you know, the, the wonderful women in our community. It's about, you know, the opportunity to listen and learn and reflect on the amazing experiences, but also to hear from our guests around potentially any actions that we need to put into place to ensure that we encourage to grow the community, both men, women, and children. So um, this episode really is about putting a spotlight on, on, on these wonderful people in our community. Um, not all of them are war gamers. Um, some of them are painters, some of them are hobbyists, some of them are just people who love their law. Uh, you know, the hobby brings in all people from our community. And uh, I'd like to introduce all three of them before we get into the main topic. So the first person, uh, you may have seen them on this channel, uh, it is Gemma. Gemma is an Australian competitive war gamer. She is the, the one of the main voices on um, the failed charge, whether you listen to them on podcast, whether you listen to them on Twitch, uh, or whether you listen to them on the, on the Honest War Gamer when they're streaming CanCon. Um, she is a master's level player and just an all round awesome human. So Gemma, uh, hello, I hope my introduction was okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm just a regular Joe, enjoying the show, hoping to um, give some good insight. So, look at all good. those trophies of yours there. None of those are Michael's. Your, your partners. You are an absolute <laughs> legend. And we won't talk. We won't talk about him. We won't talk about him. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about him. International Men's Day is in November. We'll talk to him about Michael. Yeah, later. <laughs> yeah. He can wait his turn. He can wait. And it's important to acknowledge there is International Men's Day as well. So if you're like, why don't women get a spotlight? Well, actually, men have one as well. So just chill. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not just one-sided. <laughs> so just relax. Um, the second guest I want to introduce is coming straight out of uh, the motherland. It is Christine. Christine uh, has been playing Warhammer for some time now. She reckons she's a rookie. I don't think she's a rookie because she's played in some of uh, the world's largest events. She's played at Heat 1 in Nottingham. She's played at Bobo or Bravery One British Open, uh, and she is a, a lover of all things Oryx. Um, although you should be a squeak person, but you seem to be on the Orc side. Hello, Christine. Hello. It's always team destruction, no matter what. But unfortunately, on this wonderful day, I'm actually building an elf. So apologies, Oryx. Apologies. <laughs> I know. Don't, I know. I'm betraying my Oryx brothers for this. <laughs> but I've always loved Daughters of Cain, and I think it's only fair being as is a female model as well. So I think that is fair. pretty fair. Although I'm, I'm sure a, a lady could run a more crusher. Um, I reckon she oh, probably could run two at the same time. So yeah, I love my Skeletor crusher. You know, always going to be my first love. <laughs> well, it's good to have you. Uh, the final guest is Emma. Emma is coming over from uh, another Australian guest. I was going to reveal your location. I didn't know, uh, actually ask if I could, but you are an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> You're from the other side of Australia, the, the one that we often forget about, but my, my employer currently is based in your side of the world, so I can't forget about Perth. Um, 
not only is she an Australian, she is also a Warhammer hero, which is pretty awesome. Uh, you were anointed last year, 2019, so that's pretty amazing. Um, you are a mastermind when it comes to all things events. You run some of the Australia's biggest events and uh, very well known on the west coast of Australia and that community. So um, hello and anything you want to say, introduce yourself. Thanks for having me here. Um, it's fantastic to be here with obviously other women speaking on International Women's Day and really appreciate the opportunity to speak about women in Warhammer. I'm excited to have you all. Uh, <laughs> I realise on this amazing episode that I've done 90% of the talking already, so good start for my my show. <laughs> but it's not going to be like that. The, the, the show is very much about the women. Uh, I'm going to ask a series of questions that people have asked me on Facebook or Twitter. Um, if you are in the chat, feel free to ask questions. And um, depending on, 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 again, the types of questions, we'll uh, introduce them hopefully through the show. But today is very much about the celebration, the exploration, and ultimately understanding um, what brings these wonderful women to our community and what what we can do more to encourage uh, more. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of people who have said to me, you know, I'd love my friends, my partner, my loved one to get into the hobby, whether it's to paint with me when I'm hobbying, whether I'd like to have a game with them, um, or generally, I'd just like to see more women at the tournament scene. Um, this is an opportunity to learn from um, three very experienced people. So um, I'd like to set a benchmark as well. And um, this is my my personal experience and my preference. Um, I don't know if, if my guests agree, but I think overall the Warhammer community and Age of Sigmar community has been quite open and accepting and welcoming to, to men, women and children. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of, you know, gatekeeping and things generally stopping people from entering the hobby. Um, but I recognise as well that miniature wargaming and painting is not for everyone. Um, it's a it's a very niche to brings a certain type of person to the gaming table. Uh, it only draws in certain people, so uh, not everyone is a part a part of that. But that's my experience. Um, but I want to learn more from Gemma, Christine, and Emma, and maybe they completely disagree with me. Maybe um, I don't know. No, I've found I that I'm... it's been really accepting in the UK. It's been hugely accepted. You know, it's like any time I've gone to a tournament, they're like, well, Heat One, for a key example, I was the only female competitor there. And that was incredibly brilliant to see. It really was. I was just stood there going, okay, there's one of us. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is interesting. Awesome. <laughs> the only time in your life but it's you also awesome. I know, it's great. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> thing is, Warhammer World have apparently the best facilities on this planet, but I like it. I love being at Bugman's. I love being at Warhammer World. It's just an incredible place to be. Anytime that any person from anywhere around the globe ever gets to go there, they sit there and go, so this is like the motherland. This is the mecca of Warhammer. It is. And first time I went there, I was like, okay, there's no going back from this, is there? <laughs> There's no backsies. It does make me jealous when I see people on Twitter like, oh, I just want to have a casual game at Warhammer World this Friday. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> no, so I went there for Valentine's Day and it was there was an echo in that room. It was, There was an echo in that room. What you better way to say I love you than with Warhammer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, my husband faced his friend Ant... And they had Legions of Grief versus Sylvan F. And then I had a game against Osirak Bone Reapers later in the day against a guy called James, who currently runs Seraphon. And I was like, wow, this is a learning curve um, for me with Osirak Bone Reapers. 
I was like, going, now how do I beat these guys? Let's just do the Iron Jaws way. Push forward, smash. <laughs> hope. That tended to work, but it was just, it was inc- there was an echo in that room. I've never seen it like it. <laughs> so it I, might, I might start off the conversation and just ask, what actually got you in the hobby? How did you all start? And and um, who's amazing dogs barking? Like, bring them on stream. Mine, mine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have seven dogs. Uh, oh, my goodness. Seven. Yeah, seven dogs. Seven dogs. <laughs> Lots of animals, a donkey, three cats, 40 horses. Yeah, it's a zoo out there. While we're talking all things animals, Gemma, how did you Mm. get into this hobby? I got into this hobby, uh, to be honest, uh, Michael actually got me into this hobby. When we very first started our relationship, I was in year 11 at school. Oh, that's going back too long to think about. And, uh, yeah, basically, to be honest, uh, it was sort of like the start of our relationship. I didn't like it. I mean, as in, like, I didn't like Michael, you know, when I first, you know, when you first meet someone and you're like, oh, he's a, he's a bit of a dick. And then you fall in <laughs> love with him. And the rest is history, so they say. It ha- it's just the stereotype of a relationship right there. And uh, it was, to be honest, the same thing. I was like, oh, Michael plays it. I'll play it, you know. Uh, oh, um, it's not really something that I like, but because he does it, I'll do it. And uh, we sort of drifted off fantasy there for a little while because life gets in the way and we got jobs and and sort of drifted off it. And the scene wasn't as big as what it is now. And then um, we got into AOS and we both just jumped straight on that bandwagon, you know, Mm -hmm. and just from there we have just been playing games every week. I love painting. Um, I'm not very good at converting, but I'm trying to get better at that. And, uh, yeah, I love it all. It's great. That's awesome. That's that's a very cool story. Um, circle to yourself, Emma. How did you get into to all things Warhammer? Mine is the complete opposite to Gemma. Um, so my my husband is Michael as well. Um, Mike and I have been together for twenty one years now, and he was very definite that at the start this was his hobby, and he wanted this to be his hobby, and didn't want me anywhere near it at all. Um, now look at us. But so <laughs> it took 15 years of him being really adamant that this was his space. Um, and I had no issue with that. So, um, you know, he wanted, and we were just talking about it yesterday and he was going, he was telling the kids, oh, it's because I thought mum would make me stop playing. Yeah. He just didn't want me in his space, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and then like you were saying, Gemma, there was a real lull in the community here as well. And so um, I was like, well, put your money where your mouth is. If you want to see a community, we need to do something about it. Um, He plays Warhammer. I do community. We've smushed them together. And now for someone who was having nothing to do with Warhammer, I live and breathe it for the last five years of my life. And it's amazing because I remember seeing Michael for the first time on YouTube, funnily enough. I think there were some ETC or ITC tournaments, you know, back in mid to mid 2000s and yeah. um and obviously it's michael the war gamer and then all of a sudden i see you two in objective secured it's just like you guys are just amazing running i think you were saying off stream like 12 events a year um yeah. which is pretty remarkable yeah it's it it is quite well when we first started it seemed that seemed like a lot but now we're sort of used to it we've been doing it for five years we've got a road trip coming up this weekend and you know it's just it's just what we do so yeah it's good. That's awesome that you guys can do it. Because I think, Jamie, you coming to Adelaide this weekend? I sure am, yeah. So it's here because, you know, you're travelling with your partner as well. So it's yep. pretty awesome. Yep. 
I wish I could fly over to Adelaide. I'd absolutely love that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That's because you've never been to Adelaide. <laughs> Callous. We're about, we're about to get into like the, the capital city fight between Sydney, Brisbane, or yeah, Sydney. I figured. I figured we're about to get into World War. Um, yeah, Christine quickly quickly moves along, and um, how did you get into the hobby? So I've only actually been playing competitively since May last year when I got asked by John Scrivens from the Honest Wargamer, how do you feel about going to Bobo? And I was like, well, yeah, screw it. Why not? You know, I've only had three games of AOS, two of which were 1K games, one of which was a one was one of which was a 2K game. So I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. And my husband had some Oryx left over from when he did Iron Jaws, so we literally just borrowed as much as we could, just chucked it all together. And I was like, I re- I'd been a mod on the Honest Wargamer for about three or four months at that point. I'd expressed an interest in Daughters of Cain. One of my closest friends, Alan, he runs Daughters of Cain, and he was just like, don't do it, don't, don't do it, bad <laughs> idea. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it, screw it, why not? And... When we all met up at Bobo, it was just an absolute laugh. We all just had such fun. And I was like, okay, I don't think there's any going back from this. I think I'm going to just go all in with Iron Jaws, as it was at the time, now Oric Warclans. And then they got their general handbook rules, and I just it just barrel rolled from there. My husband's been into AOS for about... He got into it about 18 months after it was released. Um, our Jedi of the community, Pa, he was into it from day one and my husband was been had been into 40k for as long as i've known him we've been together 14 years this year so and my brother was playing 40k from when i was about crikey about 15 so that's that's going on quite a while as well and he played tyranids i was like i don't really like 40k it feels a bit too competitive yet the aos community seemed a lot more welcoming when i'd been on the honest wargamer chat and i thought yeah, why not? Let's give this a go. And I have not looked back since. <laughs> I've not looked back. And I'm so glad for for going for it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Good. And obviously I can only speak on behalf of the Age of Sigma. And I think that's where all, Emma comes in as well from the 40K side. Uh, kind of, And I think generally this discussion is not just Age of Sigma related. Obviously that's the expertise that a lot of us bring to the table. But, you know, 40K, you know, our sister, our sister game, um so um, i don't think they'd like me calling the sister game um <laughs> we'll see all the angry comments but it's awesome <laughs> to hear you know you've all had different experiences and different pathways into the hobby because um some of the comments that i received in preparation for this video was how do i get my partner into this hobby um you know i really enjoy painting I, you know i want to go out and play often whether it's for a doubles team or i want to get them into the hobby for whatever reason and people are like how do i start that conversation how do i get them into gaming so it's, it's great to hear first off all three of you have very different pathways in especially emma who we got told don't come in this is my space go away uh for such a long time but um yeah but that's awesome so um what what, what are your favorite parts of of the hobby um is it painting is it playing is it like what's what do you guys love about the hobby um for me it's like i like building but i love painting but it's that getting on the tabletop seeing what your army does and going you know something let's let's see what these boys do and they just chuck them forward especially with iron jaws they're known for just 
chucking forward, smashing, bashing, just hit through everything. I'm sat there just looking at it going, I'm kind of hoping that's the case for Daughters of Cain as well, but I'm a little bit nervous, but the painting is 100% my thing. It is. I love it. Um, For me, it's the people. So um, we, yeah, really it is just about the everyone coming together and that shared experience. And something that you said earlier was that um, wargaming attracts a certain type of person. And out of everything that you said, that's probably the thing that I would disagree with most. I actually don't think it does attract a certain type of person. I can't stereotype the types of people who come to any of our events. Um, And that's what I love. And I love that even though it's gaming that brings people together, it's not gaming that keeps people together. And I love how generous everybody is with their time and um, and everything that they've got to give. So I I find that gaming does actually bring out the best in a lot of people. Um, and I think that for, you know, for some of the men who come along to the events, they're, without even realising it, they're becoming really great role models for some of the younger guys who perhaps don't have positive role models in their life. And um and the way they interact with me is is a really good role model for those younger people and actually sometimes some of the older people as well. Uh, but, you know, so I really think for me it's the people. Yeah. Yeah, that's and awesome. That, yeah, that sense of community that comes with that as well. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree with both of you lovely ladies as well, but uh, I love the community. So again, I just, I love how accepting it is. I love that there's all types of, of people that play it. And it's just a common, it's just a common thing that everyone has that they, they come to a place and they can relax and they know that they're in a safe environment. So again, with certain um, people, it does feel like a safe environment for them. And I'm so, so happy uh, that it, it, our community portrays that like it it gives off like somewhere that people can go oh you know they get excited i just bought this model today and they go and show their friends and they come to the shop and they they sit down they have a chat about it and they talk how they're going to paint it and um you know oh i might convert it or let's have a game and see how she goes or you know i i just have a passion for all that like i just think that the community is such a powerful powerful thing and you know it it provides people confidence you can see people grow uh especially the longer that you've been in the community and I want to reflect that on the community as well. So the passion that I get, it's it's like, you know, when you watch some anime and you see some of those guys and they can absorb power and they take it and then they can project it back. Like, <laughs> that, that, I was just watching Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me started on that, Christine. I was just watching Seven, I was just watching seven Deadly Sins and, um, oh. yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we'll talk about anime another time. But um, I actually bought a set of Converses the other day with uh, the Super Saiyan on the side oh, and the dragon on the nice. other. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go back to Warhammer. I just, we'll, do what, I just, we'll do women in anime another week. Yeah, yeah. well, write me down. I'm signing up right now. Um, so I just, I just feel like people, the community should be thanked for that. And I really want to involve the community and be part of the community as much as I can. So, um, you know, we're, we're involved in charity events because I just think that, you know, you guys provide so much happiness for so many people. So why not keep that ball rolling and try and do as many events and, you know, just keep people happy, like not as it's a chore, but 
people love it. You know, you go there and they do feel comfortable and there's all walks of life and jobs and people. There is no stereotype. You know, I, I really can't stand that when someone's like, oh, what do you play? Warhammer. Oh, you're a nerd. Mm, and you're like, hmm, yeah. you know, not really. It's just a common thing that it, there are a whole bunch of people come together because they like it. And, um, yeah, I just really want to get involved in it. I definitely agree when it comes to the all different walks of life in the UK. We've got all sorts of people in the UK that play Warhammer. And then when you say, oh, yeah, I, I play Warhammer, a lot of the time they sit there and go, oh, my partner's into that. Or yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm stood there going, oh, what army do they play? I instantly go straight into mm-hmm. asking yeah. them about it. And they're sat there going, well, I don't know. Well, how about ask them? You know, get involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you don't want to, that's cool too. But, you know. Yeah. But the women who work at Warhammer World... They are absolute rock stars. Like they just, mm. th- there's no way that you can look at them and go, oh, yeah, well, they're a stereotypical gay, can't they? Mm. No, they're, yeah, amazing. A lot so. of the time they're goths. It's cool. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I walk, in, I walk in the and... and I'm stood there going, no, that's cool. That's that's yeah. a cool, cool, that's a cool girl, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And, and, and I'll, I'll clarify my original point, which was not to say Oh, I did that, understand your original point. Now I'm going to get hobby shamed and people are like, I, I look like this and I'm going to get like selfies and like people are going to spam me. But um, no, no, you, you're 100% correct. You know, um, you've got introverted and extroverted people. You've got people who are, um, you know, are, are older but then you've got people, you know, we've got an amazing girl in our community called Beth who's, uh, I think, turning 14 um, this year. Uh, and she's been coming to tournaments now for two years. She started as a 12-year-old girl coming to tournaments. Mm. Um, on the flip side, we've got people who are project managers. We've got data analysts. We've got salespeople. We've got, you know, the, the it's just crazy. Like, you, you're 100% correct that we have all, all different walks of life, all religion, all politics. But the one thing that brings us all together is Warhammer. We, we, mm-hmm. we spend our time building little little plastic toys. We paint those little toys. We play with them and roll dice. And to Gemma's point, you know, you spend, you know, things like CanCon or Bobo, you spend literally a weekend, you know, nonstop. You know, sometimes you share a hotel with these people. Mm-hmm. And for two days or three, three days, you're, you're just in the face with everyone. Mm-hmm. But straight yeah. after that event's over, you're not like, I, I need to distance myself for a couple of months from these people. It's like, when's the next time I get to play with them again? Yeah. When can yeah, I hang out? 100%. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, it makes you, you know, with the community in Toowoomba, we have quite a large community here. We're very lucky. And, you know, now we have hobby weekends where I just had today 10 people come to the shop from Brisbane. I had people from Toowoomba as well. I had us down the range. Ten people just rock up on a Sunday to have some casual games. Uh, we also talk about hobby. We, you know, flick each other um, links, all that sort of thing. We we do that um, at our house on certain weekends. Like, oh, let's, we're going to do some um, terrain. So we want to build some tables. So everyone brings their stuff and then we'll put a barbecue on. Like all the social aspect to it as well uh, is just amazing. You know, it's not just mm. about being competitive. It, it's just the whole package is amazing. Yeah, we had one of our friends around a little while back. Um, it's like last weekend because it was a wrestle a wrestling show was on so we were just like i tell you something come around we'll get some pizzas yeah you know i'll get some food in you know we'll just sit down and just chat and we had one of our friends that's not in the warhammer community there that's one of my husband's closest mates and he was just sat there listening to them and listening to how passionate we all were about the hobby 
And I said to him, I was like, here, read Daughters of Cain. Have a little look at this. And he looked at it and was like, mm, not feeling that army. So I was like, I'll tell you something. Let me just go and get the rest of the books out and just plonk them <laughs> on his lap. I was like, here you go, my friend. You will learn. Pick one. <laughs> it's like, pick an army you like. <laughs> Please choose Angels. <laughs> no, he's, he's looking at Cities of Sigma, so it's kind of cool. You know, I'm glad that he's going along that sort of line because that's a, a mixed bag that is that you can do. Mm. So, but I think you know, I think you've all raised some really good points. Is that what we do on the weekend and how we spend our time on the table is just one component. You know, it is just eight hours or 16 hours in that weekend. It is everything that we do in the community, the the photos on Instagram and Facebook um, or Twitter. It's the conversations that we have online. It's the the interactions at the table that Gemma, you're just talking about a little bit earlier. Um, when you sign up and you play play Warhammer and when you initially get involved in your event, that's never a part of the social contract. You don't enter thinking that's going to happen. But then I think about, you know, uh, in Australia, our, our biggest event, CanCon, um, you know, a, a gentleman called Doom and Darkness, who is an awesome YouTuber, um, sets up this Friday barbecue as well. And, you know, we all come to CanCon and have a big barbecue and a celebration and drinks and chat and catch up with people um, just before the event. So um, the social aspect is real and mm. it is a, it is just as big, if not bigger, than actually on the table. Whether you win, whether you lose, yeah. it is about the social interaction and the friends we mm. make along the way. That's a discussion that Hubby and me were discussing about on the way back from the team tournament that he was at. He's actually at WS, WS10, Weapon Skill 10 um, Realm Wars event he is this weekend, along with one of the other local clubs, Nuneaton War Acolytes, more commonly known as NWA. Don't misconstrue them with the with the wrestling. It's all good people. <laughs> I'll just try to Compton. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of them too, Megro. <laughs> uh, it's like they're all, you know, it's like scribes, WS10. They're all there this weekend, and it was fantastic just catching up with them. And I witnessed an incredible game of Warhammer between Daughters of Cain with Alan and Lee K with his Nurgle yesterday. It came down to a priority dice roll and an absolute badass of a charge from Tuggy. CP re-rolled it. He had a five. CP re-rolled it. Went for a twelve. He got straight behind Alan's sisters of slaughter, and then that was it. It was just game over. You just saw all of the passion, all of the hate, and it was just like, why is it not working? <laughs> and it was just, it was just such an incredible game. Both players, mental good, and <laughs> just witnessing this event and just being able to just see it as a spectator and not actually joining in, you still feel it. It's incredible. You know, mm, seeing these people. It's quite um, contagious, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah. What What are your observations, Emma? I know, you know, you you and, your, and Michael run events. You run a lot of mm. events. And, you know, in the past you've run huge events as a spectator mm. uh, and as, in a, as an event organiser. Like what's your observations about uh, the tournament and, and why people are coming to tournaments? Um, like, I think um, one for me, one of the things that I'm most passionate about for tournaments is that I think we live in an age of social media where nobody's actually social anymore. Mm. So we're all interacting via electronic devices of some sort, but it's actually really rare to have a conversation with somebody. It's rare to have a conversation on the phone and it's rare to have a conversation in person. And so in my life outside of Warhammer, I have staff at my work who I'll say, oh, could you just call this person for me? 
and five years it used to be five years ago it used to be oh can I send an email no you can't I need you to pick up the phone now it's can I send a text no, you can't, I need you to pick up the phone. And then people don't know how to do that anymore because we're not actually having any kind of interaction. And what I love about this is that people actually have that interaction but in a way that's non-confrontational. So you're not having to make eye contact and have a deep and meaningful conversation but you're still being social and, you know, shaking hands and obviously not at the moment because everyone's scared of what germs are going to be passed around. But um, <laughs> so maybe they can elbow bump or something. <laughs> Um, so, so I think there's that social aspect that we haven't had and, you know, going back for women, we talk about it takes a village. We don't have a village anymore because we're all so busy being everything to everyone. There's no opportunity for a village. And I think tournaments give people a village and whether people consciously choose that, whether they're coming because from a superficial perspective, I get to go and roll dice for our events generally run for about 12 hours, well, 10 hours, just 12 hours for us. Um, so, you know, for 10 hours I get to go and roll dice and play play 2,000-point games against people who I wouldn't normally play against and that kind of experience. But the added benefit of that is that they get to actually have that in-person interaction as well. Mm. For extroverts, I think people, um, as you were saying before, Gemma, like they kind of take that energy and you know and able to pass that back and we hear that by the wahs that come out across the whole room when things are either going really well or not so well um but for introverts they don't have to have the conversation they can actually just focus on what those little models are doing on the table but they still get to be in that space with people and feel some kind of social need but able to do that in a way that suits them as well so I guess for me, that's what I observe. And this might be a general question for everyone. Um, do you find that the interactions online, um, uh, like let's say, for example, I was to put up a picture on Twitter or on Instagram and it's like, this is my model. I've just painted it or I'm currently working on it or I've just built it or, you know, I'm thinking about building a list, you know, whatever, whatever hobby post you might put online. Mm -hmm. Do you generally find that's equally a positive experience and, you know, you, uh, you get recharged and rejuvenated or excited or, like, what's that What's that social piece about? Because for me, when I look at other communities and other just Instagram and Twitter, pe people can get really, I don't know, um, they feel inferior or maybe they're missing out on something or, um, you know, social media can be negative at times. But, like, what's the observation from a hobby perspective of 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 tournament play and hobbies and models and painting and all that stuff. Um, maybe Christine, I know you're big on Twitter. I then might go Gemma then after that. Well, I found whenever I've posted anything up online. So for example, like I put up this morning that I'm going to be doing like little sister Marathi, but with a, uh, what's the name of him? Arch Revenant mixture because my daughter's a cane is going slightly tribal. I wanted to do that slight mix. I found the outreach on that has just been incredible. And when I posted up about all my updates to do with how I was doing with my iron jaws, people were just going, just keep going, keep going. You know, that support was incredible. And it meant a massive deal. It really did. Mm. And then where I'm working on this at the moment, I'm I'm excited to see how it's going to pan out. And I want to see what this model is going to look like on the tabletop. And I just can't wait to actually get her into battle as well. You know, so when people interact with that online and then they see it in person, they're like, wow, this looks really cool. And it's that positive effect that comes from 
people saying it online, you just like people have just said it online, to in person where they look at it, they they actually interact with the model physically and sit there and just look at it, look for the little details. And that means a lot, that does, as especially as a as a very new player to the system. You know, I look at it and go, that that's a big achievement for me. That's mm. a huge achievement. Mm. That's awesome. I, I remember I remember hearing about your story and you know, I'd reached out a couple of times to say, you know, keep going, awesome, you know. Like I think generally though, that's where I, at least the world I see has been generally supportive and people are mm. um I, you know, we, we're all here together. Um, I don't think we're any any of us here are in competition, whether we're men, women, or children. Where we're all here to support and kind of grow this mm-hmm. this amazing hobby. But Gemma, like from your social interactions, because you put yourself out probably more than anyone. You know, you were uh, you're a content creator with podcasts. You are a hobbyist. You are playing games. Um, you commentated uh, uh, the um, CanCon with Rob Symes last year and this year. So, you know, the world is watching you and your Warhammer knowledge. Um, how have you found the, the, the online environment for yourself and, and your hobby? Uh, I have found it to be just overwhelmingly supportive. Like, I think the um, not only is it supportive when you're in, in person with people, and that's one thing I love, I just know that you can also find that same support on social media. Uh, naturally, there's going to be keyboard warriors in every aspect of life. Um, so, you, you know, you do come across a couple of those people in this, but the support overwhelms that. You know, people just, are, you know, you just be a grown-up and you ignore that and the support that you find on those social media networks just surpasses that. You know, you go on there, you might either you're putting a photo up and you could – people ask for, for help with colours all the time, for instance. So, you know, like I'm having trouble painting the score grunner. I, I want to do ice armour. You know, what do you reckon? Should I should I dry brush the white or edge highlight? And then, you know, people are more than happy to get on there and be like, oh, I've done this or, you know, I found this works. And you find that across the table. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it's ever going to change. Like I think this is one thing that I love about the community is there is – I don't feel, oh, sh- oh, should I put that up there? Oh, people aren't going to like it. Oh, they're going to be negative. I've never, ever felt that. Ever. I feel completely supported. I feel confident. Uh, I love everyone that's on there. I'm going to get as help that I, you know, that I want. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Even on the podcasting with our episodes, um, people with feedback, they've always been positive, you know, like, hey, about you try this next time? Like, not that we didn't like that, but maybe throw in that or, you know, there's not negative Nellies everywhere. And it's, I find that just amazing too. You know, it's so good to be part of a community where you can just jump in the deep end and you know you're, gonna, you're not going to drown. You're going to float and have all those people underneath you. Yeah, I think I think generally uh, people have been very supportive. I get I get dicks on this channel as well. I remember literally the other day I had someone in the comment section of one of my videos say, I'm a fraud and I don't know anything about Age of Sigma. Like, okay, I'm, I guess that makes perfect sense, right? Like I've just been making videos for a couple of years, but, you know, there are jerks around everywhere. Um, oh, you'll get them everywhere. But the thing is that I like about the community too is we stick together. It's not like, oh, one person's going to say that and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, you are, and then like just completely abandon you. Everyone's just either going to ignore them, grow up, be an adult or just mature and just support you no matter what because we know the community and we're never going to just turn toxic if it does i'm going to be devastated <laughs> <But> <laughs> um, yeah i think it's a wonderful place 
it, it's it's much different than other communities again you know uh, i'm not i'm not saying you know other war games but just generally you know you do hear uh, social media can be very toxic and it can mm. um you know see a lot of people who you know just want to fight for the sake of fighting or just trying to you know generate a response but overwhelmingly i've seen so many offers of, of, of people trying to help each other and you know we all want, want each other to grow and to thrive so um, yes. I think I love hearing that you you all are experiencing the same community that I'm experiencing. But again, there are dicks around there, and you know, I, I apologize for everyone who has to interact with one of these people. I think sometimes yeah. it's hard to remember that the keyboard warriors are actually in the minority, and it's really easy to focus on those keyboard warriors and to take it personally. Whereas you have to go, you know what? Actually, it's not me; it is you, and mm. you know hide the comments or that kind of stuff rather than taking it on board because, as you say, there are people in the world who shouldn't be allowed on social media, really. That's yeah. right. Agreed. So I'm going to ask some hot takes maybe and uh, I expect some backlashes here. Uh, first off, um, actually, I'll, I'll come in with a softer angle. Um, <laughs> boob armour, do we love it? Do we hate it? Do we not care? I cannot believe you think that this is the soft option. Oh my goodness! No, there's another one. There was another question that 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 will uh, ease me into that one. So, like, I thought this was the the softer one. Right. All right, Boobama. What are we thinking? I love it personally. Mm. Personally, I, how I see it is just like women technically wear Boobama anyway. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, boys, but it's the truth. But. You know, I'm currently building Doors of Cain. There is a lot of boob armor. There is a lot of boob armor. I, I just can't wait to see. I just think it's kind of cool, really. Because it's too. like, guys have to have this epic amounts of armor. And then you see women just walk up scantily clad, just going, you know something? I can do that job. Let's do this. <laughs> and I can do it half-dressed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have you, any of you seen that comedy video where um, it was a couple of years ago? It was a little comedy sketch where uh, it was more it was more Dungeons and Dragons thing where there was like two guys and a and a girl going to like a dwarven forge and they're about to go to battle and you know the guy gets like this big suit of plate mail and a big broadsword. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and then like it gets to the woman and they're like, "Here's the the chainmail bikini," and it's like a little <laughs> and like yeah, it's like princess layer it, you know. <laughs> Here you go. But I but, but you know the the, the reason I asked that question around boob armor is i know some people are very passionate they're like well you know you know you don't need i don't need boob armor like you know you think about like uh game of thrones i think was it is it brianne you know she, she just wore plate mail it was just normal metal regardless of gender uh but some people really love the aesthetic of you know the sisters of battle with their boob armor and you know some stormcast mm -hmm. models have the boob armor so non-issue yeah for me personally uh, i think um women's bodies this is what they actually look like you know Yep. There's a lovely line from a movie with they're called boobs, Ed. You know, like we have <laughs> boobs. So why do we need to try and hide that? And I think that this idea that we need to get to a point where um, female models are covered from the neck down to the ankle, why? You know, you've oh. got um, you've got armies where the male models don't have anything on other than a wolf cloak. So mm. why oh, is he allowed to <laughs> Yeah. Why is that okay? And yet we need to cover women up. Are we actually moving to a point where it's not okay for a female form to be visible? And why not? My second point is, have you ever tried squishing them down? It's actually really painful. So mm. yeah, you probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But so I just think, why would you want to put plate mail on the front? Like that's not the way we're shaped. And then mm. the, the thing that does actually really bother me is when men come out and argue that women, that female models shouldn't have boob armour. Why? I don't need you to argue that for me. I'm actually, if I have a problem with it, I'm actually okay to come out and say, this is what I believe and this is why I believe it. I don't need you to grandstand for me and to make that point. I'm actually really capable of coming out and saying, actually, as a woman, I find that offensive. And so I don't need somebody else to do that for me because they feel like I need somebody to to come in and, you know, to take that charge. No, ask me how I feel and then support that. Yep. Yeah. Those are my those are my key takings from Boo Farmer. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Gemma, sorry. <laughs> You're right. I was just going to say um, from a hobby point of view as well, that's uh, that's one thing. You know, there is obviously you've got your Stormcast ladies who are virtually covered up and then you've got your Daughters of Cain who are not so much covered up. Mm-hmm. I think from an uh, artist's point of view or hobby point of view, it gives us uh, like – so much to work with you know like if you if you that's exactly right like if you you know um skin color if you want to work on skin color and you know that there's going to be some shadows around the breasts or anything like that or just you know know, try and uh, accentuate around that area if you want to uh go for it you can do that on the stormcast well they've got some robes hanging on it it's not as exciting it's a bit boring you know they're going back to the night sort of thing not skin you know you can do that as well though you can do some try some non-metallic metal or try some shading in between those ruffles in the cloth like i think that's one thing that's good with with women's um bodies in the hobby is to me personally you can do a lot more hobby wise with them than just just the dudes yeah so i think for sure you can just leave the women's bodies as they are just, you know, some, if daughters of Cain want to have some scantily little bikinis on, they're going to kick ass in that because they're women and they're good at it. Definitely. Definitely. Drop the mic. <laughs> I, I, I can't drop, I can't drop my literal mic. <laughs> I'm not talking, but like, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic. And, and, and the reason I wanted to call that out is because um, I think when we come into a game like Warhammer and, and Age of Sigmar or 40K, we want something. We want our army to represent us in some fashion, you know. Um, whether it is a, you know, I remember my old Empire army back in the day. I tried to paint a character and a story that um, had a small little representation representation of myself. You know, when I used to play wrestling video games, again, I'd make myself in the wrestling game and interact with the wrestling community. I wanted a piece of me, and I know for for, for women. Um, who, who have commented to me uh, in the past about this topic, you know, they're looking for a representation. And I think, Gemma, you've made a really interesting point mm-hmm. um, that I think having a diverse spread of, you know, women just don't have to play the Sylphaneth because they're pretty trees. You know, if they want to mm-hmm. play the Daughters of Cain with uh, very little to no armour and they just go in with knives and just, like, hack and slash in the name of Cain to the very pretty armoured-up Stormcast you know, to the Sisters of Battle in the 40K world um, and to, to, to even go out and buy a bunch of heads and put them on on Space Marines. Um, if you're looking for that representation. Women don't have to play women either, you know. And I, no. I understand what you're saying around finding that way to have your representation of self on the table. But we, we're not limited to only playing with female armies. So... You know, there's nothing to stop us going out and, as you say, playing Space Marines or, you know, it doesn't have, you know, the fact that the model's got boobs isn't what why we have to pick them. 
So yeah, I think it, yeah, we can still there. go with the idea of we want to play an army because it looks cool. Yeah, you know, it's like for regardless me, it's like I love Iron Jaws exactly, regardless of what the army looks like. It's like I love playing Iron Jaws because I am, by definition, a little bit more boisterous of a person. And Iron Jaws, I feel like, represents that personality side of it. Yet, Daughters of Cain, I love the look of them. I think they look beautiful on the tabletop, regardless of colour scheme. You know, whatever people want to paint them as, you know, I'm still going to look at that and go, you know, something that still looks incredible. It's still about just finding an army that you feel comfortable with, mm. regardless of what it is, whether it's 40k, whether it's, you know, even other game systems like Malifaux, what have you. Mm you know playing an army that you feel comfortable with if you don't feel comfortable with and it doesn't tickle your pickle as it were get somewhere else find yeah. somewhere else you know make sure that you enjoy it because if you're not enjoying the hobby at that moment in time there's got to be something that's that's causing it regardless of gender you know Yep. Well, well said. Um, and, you know, to call out someone in the chat, Tyler had mentioned around um, strong female heroes. I think uh, Games Workshop and miniature companies in general have put a lot of effort and focus in creating more female strong heroes on the table. So uh, if that if that is important to you and it's not important to everybody, but uh, I think we are seeing more and more powerful female representations, whether, you know, in Age of Sigmar, it's the, the likes of Morathi and Alariel and um, there's lots and lots of, you know, Stormcast is a lot of them. And, you know, you could you could find examples on both sides of the fence. You know, we've got a new Imperial Guard female coming out um, with, with new stores. Um, there's just, there's more of them coming out. So if that's important to you, I think you're able to represent yourself either from the company or do it yourself. Just go make it. I remember um, there's, a, there's a wonderful uh, woman wargamer in America um, who has gone out and actually converted up her whole army um, as female. So she's got like female hand gunners and she's actually green stuff boobs and she's gone full kit and caboodle. So um, if that's important to you, do it. Uh, and I think that no one will shrug any difference. Right? Like, cool, that's awesome. In fact, I think if you do convert it, most people are more likely to go, oh, wow, that's awesome, and really appreciate the time and effort taken to do that. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. All right, so then, the, so then the, 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 the question that, that uh, I was going to lead into next was, are women competitive? <laughs> that, was, yes. that was the lead. That, that was why when <laughs> Boobar were first. I thought, oh, I'll go in soft. But, yes. But, you know, because it, and, I, and I asked that question because some people may have a perception that women aren't going to come to tournaments because they're not competitive. They're not, that's not the type of person they are. And they, put the, they paint everyone with a, a broad paintbrush. Is that it true? totally depends. So um, Mike won't play. So if we do anything that's a doubles event, he won't play with me because I cheat for the other team because I'm so not competitive in that kind of environment. So he refuses to play anything with me, um, even down to family board games. If it's in teams, he won't be on my team because he knows that I'll, yeah. That sounds um, like my husband. <laughs> yeah. But if I go to a yoga class, you didn't, I bet you didn't know yoga could be competitive, but I am a competitive yoga person. So I think it really depends on the person and the situation. I think we've got Gemma and Christina here. Gemma, obviously, I'm making an assumption, but I think you're a fairly competitive person from what I from having met you a couple of times. Then you've got other people who aren't competitive at all. It's like saying, are men competitive? It depends on the man and it depends on the situation. Mm, definitely. 
It depends on, you know, sometimes for me it even depends on the tournament. And that's not to say that the tournament is, uh, you know, run any differently. It's just like, you know, traveling down to Adelaide, of course I'd like to do well, but that, I, you know, there's going to be so many people there that I probably haven't met yet. And I'm keen for that. Like I'm keen for the social aspect down there. Like if I go good, yeah, that's a little bit of a bonus. But I'm, I just really want to have a good time and appreciate the community and just have a good time with all these people that I haven't met yet. Um, if I go to the heats at Mount Gravatt coming up, yeah. Oh, boy, I'm bringing my big shoes. I'm going to be trying to be competitive there, uh, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, like for me, it's sometimes just the tournament. And, um, yeah, as you said, like I don't think it's specific to, you know, everyone. Uh, I think people, there's obviously, you know, people that want to go, they just to drink and socialise. And then there is definitely people who are competitive. But women, it's hard to say. I agree with Emma. You know, it's it's the same as saying a men competitive. You know, it comes down to the person. Yeah. So, so I'm hearing already that um, it's you know, we're not going to pigeonhole one particular sex, whether it's male or women, as just like you you know, you're not competitive. So this is not for you. Because um, yeah, we're all different. We're all coming from different walks of life. Christine, you know. I will what? say one more thing though. Yeah. If I'm playing, if I'm playing a game against my partner, it's always competitive. Hands down. Always. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. You... Yeah, I'd agree with that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got all the trophies above you as well. So, and Mike, Michael's um, not here to defend himself. So, it's, they're clearly all yours. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I give him, if I know some dice have been rolling bad, I just, oh, yeah, I have these ones and you take these. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love to see the same you. dice. <laughs> That's the worst part. So, like, there was, def there was definitely on four ones there. There's definitely four ones. I saw you roll them. <laughs> Are you the banker in Monopoly as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so my husband, he's he's not remotely competitive yet. I'm from a competitive family. I'm from quite a big family. So we've always been incredibly competitive people. And then when my husband got together with me, he was like, wow, this is what competitive feels like. Blooming heck. <laughs> and then... You see, and then I've become more placid over the years because he's a very, very calm person. He's very calm, very content with just, it is what it is. That's how it's always been. It's always, it is what it is. I'm like, yeah, but it shouldn't always just be, it is what it is. And then the competitive just goes, starts just, you just see the triggered logo come above my head. <laughs> but it's, it's just incredible because whenever I'm facing him, he'll still point out little things that I'm still missing. And then I'll remember stuff from his army, but it still helps in other games that we do as well. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether it's board games, card games, you know, tabletop war gaming, you know, we do all sorts of gaming together. So that's nice. That, that's really nice that you guys are able to use things like this, like Warhammer to to form a bond and to spend time with each other especially you know emma was alluding to as well you know we are social creatures by nature but you know the world and world is becoming more and more disconnected um you know we have all the tools for communication yet we are more disconnected and if you don't believe me look at look at the the, the next restaurant or cafe you go to and see people having coffee with each other yet they're on their phones and we're all guilty of it as well but um you know i think this is opportunity and, and the game of warhammer as well um, forces you to pay attention to your opponent. So you can't sit there and just play with your phone nonstop because um, you just can't play the game that way. Definitely. 
Yeah. Speaking of playing the game, and I and this is the hot question I've gotten from Twitter. Someone slid into my DM, so I'm going to ask this one um, because we are kind of on the topic as well around around this subject, and we're talking about events. And you know, one of the things that um, tournament organizers, myself included, I run tournaments. Um, I'm always curious to understand what I can do to encourage more women to come to the event. Um, is there anything from your observations or your experience that um, could encourage someone like me to, in, to get more women to come play, whether it's for their first time, to join their partner, um, to even come and watch their partner initially and then maybe come in later? Is there things that you've observed? Um, I'll go to Christine and Emma, Gemma first, and then Emma as yourself as a, a tournament organiser, you might have had some things that you've done to encourage more diversity. So um, maybe Gemma yourself first. Uh, to be honest, I haven't. I uh, I don't. It's a very hard question to answer. I'm finding it hard to answer that question just because I don't want to generalize it. Like to me, Warhammer isn't about males and females. It's just something that we all have in common. And it comes down to the person. You know, it's like saying, why doesn't everyone like red as a color? You know, I'm not going to make someone do it. And, and, and I know that's not what is intended here but it's something that's really hard to do because if you go out on a limb and you're like oh let's try and attract the you know some some women in it you know you're going out in one direction but are you taking away from another one like at the moment the community is is such an inviting place and it's in a good place I think it's already welcoming and it is growing so I think it's just time you know people you know they just need to understand understand uh how inviting it is to start off with and if people can convince their husbands and wives to come along and watch you know maybe attract them with something else like for instance hey honey there's a bar there you know you could probably have have a couple of drinks while uh while we're watching the game or something like and maybe they'll, they'll oh yeah yep and then they'll come or just honey just drop me off come in for 10 minutes that's all i ask you know just little slight negotiations maybe and uh you know they'll see how much fun you're having there they might um see how many people are doing it see other uh you know maybe other friends you know it make it a social thing maybe because a lot of you know a lot of women do like social events and i'm not trying to stereotype anything but you know, we like talking sometimes. So, I mean, so I don't know. I'm just going to put that in there. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but in general, I don't think it's something, I don't know how to answer it correctly without sounding. And, and, like, and you know, without trying to man explain anything, you know, there, there is some generalizations and, and we can't speak on behalf of the whole gender and we can't speak on no. behalf of all tournament organizers. But I know, um, for example, um, only yesterday I had to go pick up something from um, Chris Welfare from our community and uh, I asked my wife to drive me so she could pick up um, my wife's the I don't drive my wife drives um, but I, I, I said to her instead of waiting in the car I'm like just come in for 10-15 minutes um, because she sees me go away for weekends and um, you know she she sees me paint she, she obviously knows I come into my studio here and does stuff but she doesn't quite understand how the, all the dots connect. So I said, just come in for 10 minutes. Um, let me go go pick up this stuff from Chris and we'll go and we'll have lunch later. Um, another example, and, and, uh, and you know, I, I would like some, some things if anything does come up, was um, uh, one of the lovely ladies in my Discord channel said um, that because she loves the social aspects so much, she would love to see more two-on-two -two type events. 
where she gets to interact and meet more people um, in a more casual environment than, you know, the traditional one-on-one. So if, you know, what, what was she like? She'd like to see more two-on-twos. I'm like, actually, you know what? Actually, that makes sense to me because um, it does play on the gaming and the casual and the, and the, the social interactions. Definitely. I think another th- another thing um, maybe some shops could do if they can facilitate it is uh, like I just recently went to a ladies' night, mm-hmm. and it's not just generalized to to Warhammer. Like I played Magic, you can play. <laughs> we played Jenga, like all that sort of stuff. But you're forming relationships with people there. So you go, they put a, like a cheese platter on or something like that, a couple of wines, and you just sit down. You meet people, which for a lot of a lot of people in this community is already that's the hard step you're like oh i gotta i gotta gotta go there i don't know anyone i gotta actually put myself out there a little bit but they're all the same like a lot of people are uncomfortable with going hi my name's Gemma. how are you what do you do like that step the crush the breaking of the ice and once that's done it's the rest is history and i think doing ladies nights like that just to get um you chuck it up on social media because we've been down that road of, of everyone's on their phones and it's such a big part of the world at the moment. Uh, get it out there. Um, you know, they might not uh, be, you know, like the page on Facebook, but maybe their partners do mm-hmm. and they can pass it on. Like, hey, honey, why don't you just go play some, you know, go to the ladies' night. Um, they're going to put on some wine, some cheese, play some dominoes, cards. You know, there's so many different um, games they can play. And then once you form relationships with those people there, you know, there's no who's to say oh you you form a messenger chat or something or like you know get friends on Facebook and be like hey what are you doing Friday night do you want to go play some some you know or and then the next thing you know they're like oh that's some cool models on that shelf let's buy some Warhammer and then like you know just from there I think is pretty cool yeah because being a female in the war in the Warhammer community I've become friends with some of like the wives partners what have you it's like um my landlord also one of our closest friends his missus she always just sits there and just has a chat to me and I I know it sounds silly but I kind of dumb explain what we're doing to her and she sat there going I really like that and then we'll sit there and we'll have it never it's not supposed to ever be a competitive game but we just say have a competitive game of anything you know and we'll just sit there and have a laugh and like me and her will tag up against you know my husband and his mate you know it's just really fun it is and you know when I was at Bobo last year there was quite a few wives that were there so Paul Haley one of the guys that's really really big in our our local community his missus Ellie was there so I was like oh it's brilliant to finally meet you and then one of the other guys his missus was there as well and they're all good friends so we were all just stood there just chatting for 10 minutes and my first opponent at Bobo he turned around and said well there's never any women in the community. Can I take a photograph with you yeah. to prove that there's women playing? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, screw it. Why not? Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was just good fun because then I've had more people talking to me, like Kerry Robson, who used to work for Warhammer TV. You know, me and her talk talk a bit as well. And we're always interacting on each other's posts. And it's about trying to encourage, you know, just talking about it. You know, even if it's yeah. just, oh, my partner plays X, Y, Z. And then going, oh, do you fancy going to the cinema? You know, do you fancy going mm. out for a meal or something? Just going out for a coffee? You yeah. know, anything. Just to just sit down and just have a chat about anything. And then you get to learn more about people that way as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a that's a big thing as well is um, 
like encouragement. I don't think people realise how accepting the community is. Mm-hmm. Like people just go, oh, it's just a group that plays tabletop games. You know, but you, you don't realise how awesome the people are that are part of the community. And I think people need to just, you know, have some trust uh, in it as well. Like, uh, you know, I don't know how to explain. I'm sort of diddly daddling around here. But, um, you know, initially when you you sort of go there, it's intimidating because you walk in the shop, there's just like 40 people rolling dice. You're like, what's going on? I don't understand any of it. This is too much. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But, you know, just doing, say, if you can, dra- you know, drag a friend in for 10 minutes or even in social, Christine, you had a really good point there where, you know, you get friends over to your house, you play a social game on Warhammer or just, um, you know, have you seen these models? These are really cool and they mm. might like to paint. And then the next step is, hey, do you want to see how they go on the tabletop? Then yeah. you have a game. <laughs> and then... You know, and, and then from there you're like, you know, I'm going to a tournament. It's only a 1,000-point tournament this weekend. Do you want to come along? And they're like, hey, yeah. And then they realize how accepting the community is and how much fun it is. And you can just feel free. You know, you can go there and you can have fun and muck around. You can wear cosplay. You can face paint. You can wear costumes. Like, everyone loves it. You can go and normal I think, That's an option. Oh, yeah, could, yeah, normal clothes. <laughs> You that sounds like Bobo and- straight out. That sounds like Bobo <laughs> yeah. and Crimbobo. Crimbobo, we had so many people dressed up. It was insane. There was one guy that was dressed as a fire slayers. Um, we <laughs> had so one of my tag team partner, me and Alan, we faced against game one, uh, a guy that was running, two guys that were running Iron Jaws and Ogremore tribes. And they were dressed yeah. up as farmer Oryx. And I loved every second That's of that game. Best. Adam and Colin, uh, not Adam, Andrew and Colin, sorry. They were just so much fun to face against and we were all just howling our way through it. And Alan, he's, his picture on social media is literally an otter wearing a luchador mask. So he decided <laughs> the whole game he was going to wear a luchador mask and it was just oh. brilliant. I was stood there in my chump shirt going, yeah, I'm not dressed up at all for this boy, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's sort of the plan of action for Bobo at the moment is see what I can bring out of the woodwork for that. So fingers anyway i think making it fun is what i'm hearing you know and uh, matt matt who's in the chat right now has mentioned you know when he was um in in you know working in retail you know talking people about warhammer it was all about making the game a fun experience so people enjoy themselves and if that means removing some of the rules just so it's a great experience in a more casual environment kudos to you um you know Gemma, you you're obviously very familiar with a girl in your community called uh, evie who absolutely is that role-playing cosplayer type person. But you're right, Emma. You don't have to do that. You can just rock up in your jeans and shirt. Wear a jumper. We're accepting. We're accepting of everyone. I swear if someone just walked past nearly in the nude, I would just be like, hey, they're cool. They're here to play Warhammer. Let's do it. It's all good. Would not even care. It's probably a Fire Slayers player. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) That might turn some people away. Um, <laughs> it might. It really might. <laughs> well, you look at some of the Oiga Moor tribe stuff, you know, you just literally just get a chest plate on and, you know, and they're near enough stalkers. You just stand, stand there going, okay, have fun with that, pal. Off yeah. I go. <laughs> I'll probably give them a high five. Like, man, if you've got the confidence to do that, you're you're awesome. Too right. <laughs> yeah, no, I have really strict um, clothing rules and all the bits need to be covered. Just if you're coming to an object <laughs> event, all the bits need to be covered. <laughs> so, uh, so I can't come in heels. I can't. Uh, I can't. You can totally come like in heels. Yeah. 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 Heels is fine <laughs> as long as all the bits are covered. 
<laughs> Going back to Paul Haley again, he for Crim Bobo, he was tagged up playing his daughter's a cane with a Cities of Sigmar army. And me and him joked about the idea. He's not exactly a slim gentleman. Um, he was playing with the idea of walking up in fishnets, a bikini and some thigh-high boots. And I was stood there going, if you have the, the stones to do that, my friend, you yeah. better do it. Because yeah. that's now funny. That's just now <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh, dear. It was brilliant. But that's just the that's just the Crimbobo community in a nutshell. They're just mad, but I love it. It's brilliant. But it's interesting you say that because... Um... I've had a lot of comments from people, and this is both men and women, who are who are, who want to enter the event tournament scene, but they've heard stories in the past where it's just like, you know, everyone is out there to 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 kill everyone as quick as possible and to drink your tears and to, you know, ruin your day and, you know, that really bad experience. And, and people, again, both men and women, have this fear of entering their first tournament and just being crushed. Um, and, and having a bad time. So um, it's interesting to hear that, you know, one, the re reoccurring theme right now has been community and the importance of community and how bubbly and friendly um, you've all had this experience with. Um, but two, it's not just about crushing your, your enemy. It's about having fun. It's about enjoying yourself. And, yes, you will get people who are competitive and they really want to win, but that's not your whole experience. People are going to yeah, have fun. Right. You're going to have a laugh. There's been plenty of events that um, people offer you buy you drinks. Um, mm. I've had a, a games where some people have had maybe too many too many drinks at the table. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's just as fun as much as a, it is can be competitive. But definitely, um, yeah. One of the things Christine said about having a photo taken um, to prove that there were other, you know, that there were women at the events. Um, I think that's probably something that's really important. There's um, there's a lot of research into like why women aren't in STEM and why we don't see women in particularly male-dominated areas. And sort of the thing behind it is, if you can if you can see her, you can be her. So women need to see other women doing things in order to know that she can do it. So having you know having the opportunity to see other women there is a great way to to get other women into the event. So I think. What we need to do is find a way to actually get women to come in for some portion of an event to actually say that there are, that women are, are in this space. That you know, often if I'm running an event, I can be the only woman in the room, but I'm still in that room, which means that when the other women come in as the girlfriends or the wives or the partners or the friends or whatever, there is another woman in that room. And in our situation, there's a there's a female who's in a position of authority as well. I think that's really powerful to, for people to see. Um, but some of the things that we do is um, we do a Warhammer Widows high tea at some of our events, which we time for about two hours before our award ceremony. And we basically have all the women or as many women as we can get there. And there's wine and there's food and there's conversation. And we start the conversation with, you know, do you guys, do you play? Do you, have you read the books? Do you paint? that kind of thing and it all starts with no no I don't do it and then all of a sudden somebody admits that actually oh yeah I did read a book and it was actually kind of good and then somebody else is like oh well yeah no I paint oh well yeah we do play a bit so you know there's this kind of breaking down of the stereotypes that okay well there's other mm. women here and they're doing it as well so it's not just me and and I'm not odd because I enjoy this 
in this particularly male or male dominated area, there's I'm not alone. Mm. Um, that's I really love seeing that. It's really awesome when you've got a, a table with 15 women and nobody plays. Mm. Maybe a little bit. Oh yeah, no, no, we do. Yeah, most most weeks. <laughs> so and the progression as the wine flows a little bit as well. But um, so that's really awesome. And one of the thing, one of the reasons that we started running our mixed doubles event is because the very first event we ran, which was Masters here in 2015, um, there were a lot of women. One female player and a lot of women came to support their partners. And I was running the bar and asking them, you know, do you play? Oh, I couldn't come to something like this for that same reason that men are really competitive. So I don't have the confidence to come in by myself. It's okay that mm. I play with him, but I don't, I couldn't come by myself. So we started a mixed doubles event so that she doesn't have to come by herself. She can come and be supported until she feels comfortable enough to come by herself. Mm. So, and we've noticed that's been, it's been really interesting. We have some women who come who enjoy playing and feel supported. And then we have some men who bring their partner and they play two armies on the table and the woman just rolls the dice that he tells her to. So it's interesting seeing that dynamic as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting, especially when you see like partners turning up to support their, you know, to support them, their, their husbands, boyfriends, what have you, mm. or even just friends, you know, coming up and supporting them and just sitting there watching it and then having that discussion afterwards of, oh, are you playing? Oh, no, I'm not playing. Why not? It's like, yeah. let's get you involved. Let's, let's yeah, you know, it. what do you think about this model? You know, just sitting there, just looking at a model and saying, oh, so what do you think of, say, for example, like the Arch Revenant? Oh, what is it? Oh, here you go. Let's have a look at it. And just bringing the model to them and making it a more tactile experience. So as they look at it and Often go, Often I find, I'm, though, I'm... that a lot of women do play. It's just mm. so daunting to come into a room that is so filled with men and not feel yeah. like they have a space to be there. Mm. Yeah. From, from from everything I've been told, because I, I tend to do as much research as I could in preparation for this, um, from, from everything I understand is that there are a lot of players in the casual space. They come to their local game stores. They're playing at the games clubs. Um, it's that leap to their, that tournament or that event that there may be a little bit of a gap for, for what, you know, the reasons that Emma and Gemma have spoken about already, um, because they are playing. It's not like they're the unicorn. Um, mm. They are amongst us, and there are a lot of them. Um, I think there are more painters than there are players potentially. At least I see a lot of painters. Um, and do you think that's because it's more socially acceptable to see painters as opposed to seeing players? Like I think that there's still this stereotype around what does a gamer look like? And yeah. so I wonder whether or not, um, from the research that I did as well, I wonder whether or not there's this idea that, I actually don't want to be associated with that idea around what a gamer is. And so I'm not going to go on social media and share this. I'll share it with my partner and I'll share it with my friends, but I'm keeping this my dirty little secret because I don't want anybody thinking that I'm like them. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think so, women in general, and this probably does come across as a stereotype, but we're probably – Everyone has confidence issues, but it seems to come, it's more prevalent in females, if, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, and that's not a dig at females at all. Like, I think we're, I think we're the superior race. Um, what's, superior what's, sex. The saying, <laughs> what's the old saying? What's the old saying? The man is the head of the household, but the head is the neck. Like, definitely controlling everything. Um, but unfortunately, women 
in, you know, just in a social aspect too, the confidence there is never quite as high as, as men. And I think that is getting better. And due to there is a lot more women playing and it's now becoming more of a socially acceptable thing, which, you know, there's... I get sort of upset because I'm like, there should not be a line where it's acceptable to do something. Like, if you want to no. do it, go ahead and do it. Do it. Like, yeah, I'm not going to stop you from going. And and no one should. Like, if you find, if you're attracted to the idea of buying some models and painting them and playing on the table, go ahead. Like, it's the same as someone doing anything else. If they want to go take archery courses, go ahead, go and do it. If you have a passion for it, jump in 100% the backing and support that you will have and just feeling better in your heart that you are doing something that you want to do will make you feel so much better about yourself anyway. Do not ever be ashamed of of joining a hobby uh, just because you think you don't want to be part of that. You need to grow and accept it yourself and just jump in. Just do it. That's it. Life is so full of so much negative. If there is something in this world that brings you joy, then embrace it with both hands. Mm. So regardless of what that activity, well, probably try and keep it legal, I guess, but, you know, (laughs) and relatively safe. Um, But, you know, regardless of what that is, take any opportunity for joy. And if you find joy in moving toy soldiers around on a table, geez, go for it. Yeah. Please don't ever, like once you start stereotyping stuff, I think that's when it becomes a problem within yourself. There's not a problem with the community. You should never, ever say, I don't want to be part of that group. Um, If you are thinking like that, to me, you're a little bit of a negative person and I'm sorry to say that. You need to you need to have the confidence yourself and, and grow and just be a more positive person in your life and have that confidence to go, you know what, I shouldn't think about that. I shouldn't think of myself like that. Mm. That's probably a beautiful set of people over there that I'm missing out on having a relationship with. So you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, let's do it. And I think that's probably probably why at the beginning that I said that I disagree with you around the idea that it's a certain kind of person that comes and plays this. Because I think that we have a responsibility to try and break down some of those stereotypes and to change that the stigma that's associated with the label of being a gamer. Um, yeah, and, definitely. You know, it's not neckbeards living in their mum's basement, living on Mountain Dew with cardboard broadswords. There's, it's this huge <laughs> spectrum of people. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's not an us and them mentality. Honestly, the number of people that you walk past, in number of people that Mark and I walk past in the street and they'll stop us and go, oh, my goodness, we watch you on. And you never would pick them if you were going by a stereotype. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And, you know, as, as much as what Gemma said around the event, I'd also say that is true to the hobby as well around sharing your photos. You know, um, I've heard from plenty of people in, in discussions with them is that I'm concerned about sharing my photos because they're not that good. I'm not, not, I'm not as good as that other person or, you know, I'm only learning and I'll only share when I'm really, really, really good. Um, and you're, yeah. you're holding yourself back. You're holding yourself back from being your authentic self and, um, again, this is whether it's male or women, and you know, Gemma, you mentioned around some maybe some female issues um, prior to this. But you make it sound like someone needs a hysterectomy. I don't want to put words in Gemma's mouth, but you know, like um, share, share, like yeah. I think so. And... I think with that, um, the research says that men 
overestimate their abilities and capabilities by 30% and women underestimate their abilities and capabilities by 30%. And and I think that's Gemma sort of what you were saying that men what what I see is men are more than happy to to share and to um, to tell people how good they are and women are more than happy to be somewhat self-depreciating and not want to share because I'm not good enough. So mm. um, it's but it's really difficult to undo how many centuries that, that's kind of gone into that with a two-hour um, episode here going, you know, girl power, you've got this. You are just as good as the men in your lives and mm. because that that is the truth. We are awesome, all women, just I agree. We are the superior sex. <laughs> and, and, and I see this in business and I don't want to get, I don't want to deviate too much out of the hobby conversation, but they say that, um, and the studies have shown that um, if there was a job, uh, a promotion at a company and they were asking for 10 skills, uh, a man, if they had seven of the 10 would apply for the job. But if a woman had seven, they wouldn't apply because they don't have the other three. Um yeah. And that's just that mentality or the, the way we perceive things. Um, With that as well, though, you know, if a, if a man goes for a job and the, um, the salary is X amount, he'll ask for X plus this amount and seem to be a go-getter. A woman asks for X plus that amount and she seemed to be, you know, oh, she's got tags on herself. So mm. there are kind of those social constructs that are still there that we are still battling against. And, and that is, that's our reality. So, um, as much as the, well, I guess all four of us here are doing what we can to try and support women in the community, there is more to it than just trying to create a positive space for women in the gaming area. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I think, you know, it's just about small little increments of change and, yep. um, and you know, it doesn't have to be small. We can make big leaps of faith, um, but we all can do a part and, I, I don't. I don't think for a second that we in the tournament and the competitive scene or the Warhammer scene in general are putting up roadblocks and barriers to stop people from entering. Um, we want the events to grow. I want my personal events to be as big as possible. Man, woman, child, um, old person, young person. I don't care. I want as many people in the hobby as possible. Um, but there are some things, as, as we've mentioned, um, that we could do to get more people to come. So I think. Um, even just to self-reflect, to think, is there anything that I can do, whether it's a mixed doubles, whether it's a social interaction. I know personally for myself as a player, I have unconscious biases that when I come to a tournament, I will go see my friends first and I'll just want to chat with my friends, whether it's my, my, my local club or the people that I've played with in the past that I just want to get to know. But I'm forcing myself now to go introduce myself to people I don't know because I don't know how 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 experienced they are and that's a way to welcome them into the community to have another familiar face and um i think that's important whether it, again you're male or woman but to make that effort um to make people feel welcome in the community as opposed to um being isolated because they're not in the crowd mm. one yeah, of the things that's... that we're hoping to try this year is to actually have like a specific colored lanyard for people who choose to be um, you know, so if you've got somebody who's coming in who doesn't know anyone, they can look for the orange lanyard and go, well, I know they're a safe person to go and talk to. And that's for, again, whether it's a new man coming into an event or a new woman or a child, whatever, they know that, well, this person's a social person who is going to be okay if I go up and they'll be able to introduce me to others. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that we've done is we've changed, we don't use the word tournament, we use the word event. 
yeah, because so we find that tournament is really quite um, – it does bring up those ideas of hyper-competitive players and, and that can be off-putting for men and women alike. I think that's a good plan, actually, having, say, those safe people that people can go mm. to. Uh, we need a better word, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like those those people that you can go to and just say, I need help with X, Y, Z, you know, yeah. or, oh, can you introduce me to these people because I don't know anyone, you know, and yeah. whether it be, you know, male, female, you know, regardless, it shouldn't matter. And they, they can go up to them and just say, oh, hi, I'm, say, for example, Christine, how are you doing? This is what my first event. Like? I don't know anyone here. How does it work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when I went to Bobo last year, I went with my husband with a load of friends. I bumped into a load of people. We went to one of the local games club the night before. And I then en ended up being introduced to a load of people that I've, they were all sat there going, you're hook and pin. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's you. It's like you're female. And I was like, yes, well done. Give <laughs> <laughs> it away. Good work, Good work boys. <laughs> and then they were sit there just like, just sit there going so what's brought you to this and I was like I got asked by that guy over there he asked me nice I said yes I'm overwhelmed send help <laughs> yeah you know it's like being someone that has problems with mental health like going into a room full of people that I don't know I'm instantly overwhelmed mm -hmm. and I look at it and I'm like oh god what do I do I had full-blown panic attack the night before Bobo I went there and I was like no you can do this just just go and have some fun you know you're not going to win the games but that's fine because yeah. if you meet a load of people that you like, you get on with, I've now I've got one of one of my closest friends because of it, you know, because of going to Bobo, you know, mm. and a lot of the people that were there were so welcoming and it was so good. And I can't wait to go again this year. I'm now really yeah. excited. It's like I've got two events. I've got one event between now and then, which is um, one at Imps Wargaming in the same town as Bobo. And there's going to be a load of people there that I know and I know I'm going to be happy and content and sit there and go, right, a year on, let's see what I can do yeah. from being in this hobby. Yeah, I think like it's a journey for everybody and uh, we obviously grow from the from when we started to now. Like just listen to Christine talk then and I could definitely relate to, to some of those uh, feelings that, you, that you've got there. Like obviously when I first started, um, I was not who I am today. And, and we can all say that about ourselves. And, you know, I was a nervous, um, you know, I'm 30 now. I was, uh, I've been playing AOS for four years and, you know, 26 years old going to the game shop. Um, definitely it, it's not, I'm not even going to lie or try and hide it. Like you, you know, when you walk into a shop that you're probably going to be the only female in there mm -hmm. and it's daunting to start off with. Uh, but now that I'm, I've grown and I've, I know the community a lot more. I jumped, I jumped in. It did take a while, obviously. I, I haven't been doing all the social media stuff for that for that whole time. Um, I now have a sense of pride, mm. and I think that's important too because you know you now walk in and you might only be the only female one there, but it's probably sounds silly, but I'm like oh yes you know like I'm yeah. carrying the female sex right now like I'm going to show these boys how it's done and I always have that mm. sense of pride or when they go oh you're that chick from the foul charge I'm like oh yes I am like you know not to have tags <laughs> on myself but it's just like I have that confidence now yeah but it's it's I got it from the community yeah 
like if that makes sense like I didn't I I have grown myself but because they appreciate everyone there you know that your confidence just blooms over those those last four years that I've been part of it so when you go there and they're like hey you're from there and you're like oh yes I am like and, it, and I think those little confidence boosts um they're really appreciated like if no one doesn't if, you know if you guys don't know that right now I appreciate all of that and it's really helped me in the last four years come out of my shell like you wouldn't have caught me sitting here probably so enthusiastic over something because I was too nervous you know I was like oh if I do that are they going to think I'm some weirdo that's like too excited over something I'm like who cares (laughs) you know if I have a passion for something I'm going to share it with everybody and whether you like it or not everyone's entitled to an opinion but I'm going to do this anyway and um yeah, definitely females are on the back foot of that because we we are getting it is getting better and I think definitely now that there's there's a whole lot of us playing we are getting more comfortable with it and we're getting more confident and as soon as you walk in you see one I'm automatically just want to be like oh who's that and I want to go over and say hello to them and and give them a hug or congratulate them or what are you playing like show me I'm not going to treat them any different to a guy but I'm just like yes like look at you go I'm so happy yeah. It's funny with you say like you feel like you're carrying the flag for the female gender. Um, there's been a couple of times where we've gone into a um, GW or Warhammer store and I've got my two daughters with me and I was like, oh, I've got to take a photo because at the moment girls outnumber boys. How often does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah. the best. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And, and, and like I'm just reflecting right now on my my year with, with, with women in Warhammer and uh, I went to Adepticon last year and I got to play two two females in the doubles, which was amazing. It was like um, in two different games. Um, I got to play a, a, a woman called Kelly, who uh, I'm now a Facebook friend with, uh, and I, I got to play another woman, which was freaking awesome. And then I came to Runax, um, which was a, a teams event. It was a four-person teams event. And out of the five games I got to play, I got to play with two girls. You know, one was Monica with her with her corn, which was awesome. She was um, she thought she was the mother of Scarbrand, and like every time she took damage, she was just so excited and so happy. It was such a pleasant game. And then I got to play a girl called Sarah, uh, Seraphon um, Jess, um, and and I'm reflecting now, and I've just had such awesome games. Heck, last year I played Beth at CanCon, which is that 13 year old girl I was mentioning earlier. So. I've just had nothing but amazing games. And if I actually reflect on the games that I played, they're some of my most memorable because they were fun. They were interactive. It was enjoyable. And the skill level was no different between a male or a female. So um, I think it's important to, yeah, I I think, um, Gemma, everything you've just said around, you know, that confidence and walking in and really owning it, that will take time. Um, but not being shying away from it because it would have been easy for Christine to have that first experience and not attend Bobo or not attend that first event, be uncomfortable and not come back. But now she's reaping the rewards from her persistence. And, yeah, um, definitely. And, and just the- being having Sometimes stubbornness is what gets you through. Celebrate it. That's exactly right. I think and stuff like this, like having us on uh, just, you know, for anyone that's watching or if there's, you know, guys out there that have, you know, 
partners that are watching it with them you know hopefully this gives you just that extra bit of support and confidence and and you could probably jump on and be more confident probably faster than what i have just because you know we're here already and don't be scared to send us messages or you know uh if you want some support or you you know you're too if you're just too scared to ask someone else don't be scared to to send us a message because i'm more than helpful uh sorry more than happy to help and i'm sure (laughs) more than helpful i don't think so more than happy to try and help and i know that there's going to be a lot of other women out there too so if you do feel more comfortable talking to another another woman about uh, gaming or community stuff, just just um, just message because I'll try my very best. What are you? Yeah, I was going to say in the show description. <laughs> in the show description, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, I've put a list of about twenty, maybe twenty five women um, that I follow or have been recommended to me on Twitter. Um, who are painters, they're war gamers, they play Sigma, they play 40K, they're just general hobbyists. Um, mm. There is a YouTube channel called Partner, uh, Partners in War, Poor. Uh, it's like a husband and wife duo um, who, who play Warhammer. Um, like, go follow them, go ask them questions, go yeah. uh, comment on their stuff. Mm. And, um, you're, again, I think the, the message I'd want to kind of nail here is that you're, you're not alone. Uh, one, there's three right. people here. Two, there are more out there. Definitely. Lots more out there, yeah. Follow might all just be of a the bit people. less vocal than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think Twitter's been really good for that, is that, you know, if you're struggling to find games, nine times out of ten, if you put out on Twitter, by the way, I'm I'm in XYZ area, is there anyone that fancies a game of 40K, for example? And nine times out of ten, you're going to have someone just sit there and go, oh, by the way, oh, yeah, I know a local games club to you. Let, let me mm. just send you that link. You know, mm. it's like whenever we go to events like the Age of Chumps, which is our local club, you know, we're not particularly great at dice rolling, but we go for the sports folks. That's what we tend to go for. And, um, you know, whenever we go to events, they sit there and go, oh, yeah, we're based in Northamptonshire, England. Oh, let me hook you up with the link. Here you go. You know, come come join our WhatsApp chat. You know, and a lot of time they then come down to a club night and they make friends. And it's really interesting to see whether it be male or female in this community trying to get more people involved mm. so as it gives them that sense of once again community so as they feel accepted and sit there and go you know something whether it be i'm a rookie gamer or an experienced gamer i've got a safe place to be and a place that is going to welcome me no matter what and that's what i really yeah. like love about this community that is it is yeah. its present moment in time that's a really good point christine i've mm. never met a 40 a warhammer player i've never met a warhammer player who has not wanted more people in the community Mm. i've never met anyone Mm. who's afraid to um you know if we bring new people in what's that going to mean Mm. i've never met anyone like that in warhammer at all it's always been about how can we make this more inclusive how can we get more people to come to clubs or to be playing in stores or to be coming to events what can we do to try and reach out and get you to come and join us um, I have in a couple of other different gaming groups seen people who have been worried about what it may mean if, you know, it's not just the same core boys club, but I've never experienced that in Warhammer. No, I agree. Big time. Good question that's probably coming at the right time. Um, before I get into some of the – I might do some rapid-fire um, questions that I've got to ask before the stream, but one that's just come up from um, Castic is um, how would you promote a gaming club culture 
to introduce more females into that male-dominated gaming club. Um, With our club, we take loads of photos. We do and put them up on our Twitter. We do. So we'll take photos of the games and the people playing because obviously if they're comfortable with it, you know, if they're not comfortable with it, we don't post their face. That's one thing that we have massive, massively. We'll take photos of what the games are. So whether it be Blood Bowl, whether it be AOS, whether it be 40k that we've got going on we even have adeptus titanicus down there we have the whole lot and we post it up and we say oh interact with us talk to us you know if you're Mm. not sure ask you know we're always happy for you to just walk in and say oh by the way i'm james what do i do you know how do i get involved Mm. with this come on in my friend let's have a little chat you know let's sit you down you know what what system do you want to learn and a lot of the time, there is going to be people down there straight away. We've got Craig, that's our, that's our Blood Bowl guru. We've got, you know, a lot of the AOS community that's there. So me, my husband, Paul, Pa, Steve, you know, we get Paul Haley down there as well. We've got Alan. He, run, he runs 40K AOS and also Blood Bowl. And he's learning Blood Bowl at the moment. Any one of us will stand there and go, let's have a chat. I'm hopefully teaching one guy how to play big war hopefully then it might mean i might learn it as well but <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, i currently only play iron jaws but it's still giving me that learning of different systems and going back to the doubles event idea you know i was at doubles event for crimbobo and for the nun and war acolytes and i had such a blast facing against these other armies but i was looking at it going wow, I've learned so much more about my own army through doing that and also learned about, which is what Alan was taking, he was taking Nighthorn. It was interesting to learn a bit more about that and now that the Mortal Realms magazine is out in the UK and I've slowly started growing those as well. I've looked at Nighthorn and thought, oh, that looks really interesting. Let's play with that as well. It's it's like a gateway drug people i tell you you know it's like all these different little bits you know <laughs> they've all decided to come together after just not even eight nine months in the hobby and i've already got a slow grow on two armies on the go <laughs> 2k worth of iron jaws painted up uh, christine you're gonna have to try big war i'm taking it to sagt and i've played iron jaws in big war and oh i don't know if i can go back to iron jaws <laughs> after big war because yeah i've been told that by um tom bell he's one of the best iron jaws players in the uk by people like gabe huddleston as well like all of them have stood Mm. there and just gone christine please just try big war like nathan as well from ice war game i was playing i was messaging him the other day (laughs) yeah i messaged him the other day and i was like oh so what do you reckon about iron jaws a big one he's like what's iron jaws like it's a big while i'm like okay then <laughs> i'll yeah, be playing i've already said to him i was like i need to get him to just sit down and just go through it with me because lisa and i can sit there and look at it and go is it beneficial to the current army list that i have because i don't really want to buy or paint or build any more models for iron jaws i'm quite ken- content with the list i have I run See, iron that's where Italian. men and women differ i've never yeah. met a male wargamer who's been content with the army that he's got <laughs> Yes. Ever. <laughs> oh, I can definitely vouch for that. Oh, yeah. My husband's that. like that with his Sylvaneth. He sat there. He looked at one list from this weekend. It was a, a lady that was actually playing called Sophie. She's running Sylvaneth in this team of tournament. And she was looking at these. He looked at her list and goes, oh, she's taking like six Colonel swords. 
what if I ran that? I was like, Paul, you're supposed to be running Living City now. You're supposed to work <laughs> on that. Please uh, work on that. <laughs> and he was like, you should have seen <laughs> how long it took for my partner to choose what army he was playing at SAGT next week. I just, uh, I can't even explain it. Magro, you would understand a little bit, but it was like uh, the hardest look, look. thing. In the end, I was like, you know what? I have a coin here. I'm going to flip it. If it's heads, you yes. take this. <laughs> for 15 years, I played one army. And all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, I'm like an addict. Like, um, I have no no interest in, like, the lizards, the Seraphon. Literally, there's articles the last couple of days. I'm like, hmm, I want, I want Seraphon now. But I've got so much already yeah. that I'm not playing. Um, yeah, I, I do. I call my husband a magpie because I think that sounds nicer than an addict. <laughs> just hoarding. Just same, really. <laughs> yeah, well, you can only see some of of the stuff here. I won't go. I won't do a tour of the room because I won't be able to move. Just don't be like me and have three D printers as well. That that gets me into trouble. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, no, <laughs> I did. I remember going through that with you, Magro. I've already been down that road with the 3D printer. Well, mm. I got my third this weekend. But this <laughs> oh, is not about me. This is about you. It was, it was free. Yes, but, yes. Onwards uh, and upwards. What is free? What is um, put us back on track? I, I, I was just going to call to get us back on track. I just want to call out a really good point that Christine's made around having multiple systems and having different ways to get into the hobby. Um, yeah. I've had a few people who have commented and said that their partner gets involved and they like playing Warhammer, but the idea of playing three hours of, of Age of Sigma oh, or 40K, it's just like it's too much. I'm not interested yeah. in that. So finding ways to have that that 30-minute to, to, to one hour to 90-minute, whether it's Kill Team, whether it's Warcry, whether it's Underworlds, whether it's Warhammer Quest, whether it's uh, Blood Bowl, um, if that's a way you want to get them into the hobby and, and, and get more female gamers into the club or the community, find systems and find areas that they want to play. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what I'm hearing. Some of those shorter games, there's so many less rules to have to remember as well, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Whereas going in and playing a three-hour AOS game is just so overwhelming with all of the different mm. everything you need to remember, whereas, yeah, 45-minute Underworlds game, I can yeah. do that. I think that's so. an incredible point, actually, that I never – I was a bit naive in that area. I never really thought about it because I'm such – you know, we already play games, so a 2,000-point yeah. game to me is like just going for a walk. But um, that's definitely a big thing is, is, is the time. Like, you know, mm. you're like, oh, come play this game. Well, how long does it take? Three hours? You're like, Pfft. yeah, That's no, hilarious. thanks. I think it's 25 <laughs> minutes if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of my wife who always whinges that she gets her hair done every six months or every three months, but it takes her like three or four hours. So, yeah. in, 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 like, when you compare that three hours to the hair, that's literally the thing that she least enjoys we're doing on a regular basis. Of course and she doesn't do three hours. Yeah. 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 They even have it on Xbox now. So if, if if people like that platform, you know, and you and you want them to get into tabletop gaming, but they like playing Xbox at the moment, just just play some Warhammer on there to start off with, and then they're like, do you want to play the real thing? And then you can jump into a a twenty five minute game of Shades Bar or something. I was going to say that's how my husband started playing Blood Bowl because he liked the look of it, but I bought him the game for Xbox because he's trying to get he's trying to get his points up on there. He's he's a bit obsessed with it at the moment. <laughs> um, he's he was just like, I want to play Blood Bowl, but I'm not sure how I feel about playing it. I was like, well, I'll tell you something. Here you go. Here's the game. See how you get on. If you like it, go for it. If you don't, it's all good too. At least then you've still got that game that you can just sit there and play as a as a chill out, you know, for after a long day, for example. 
And mm. he's now got, I think, three or four teams, slowly but surely. I think he's just got rid of one. He has. He's got rid of his Nurgle team, but he's running the Seraphon team, Skaven. And I know he's looking at a slightly different team, but I'm not entirely sure what it is yet. So uh, it's quite interesting to watch, actually. One other thing I'll call out before. I'll, I'll be the bad guy in the com- Someone in the comments has made this, this point, and I think it's very valid. I'll be the bad guy in the room and I'll say it. Basic hygiene, encouraging basic hygiene and making sure that guys don't smell. I know Magic the Gathering, there was a tournament recently where they actually said that they would kick people out if they actually smelt really bad. And they would actually like literally ban them from the event or ask them to leave. Um, so encouraging basic hygiene and, you know, trying to reduce the butt cracks and all that stuff that, that you know, the, the stereotypical, you know, it's not attractive. Like if I saw that and I, I walk into a game store and it smells like what's the likelihood I'm going to come back? Probably none, whether I'm a man or a woman. Um, I'll be, I'll be the best. Yeah, there's a store over here, the Perth store, which was the first GW store that I ever went to. And um, for anyone who, from WA who's watching this, the Rain Square store. And it was disgusting. Like the sweaty teenage boy smell had seeped into the carpet and the walls and it was just, you walked in and it hit you. So there would be, the boys would be inside looking at whatever they were looking at and all the girlfriends would sit outside on the balcony because we couldn't stomach going into the store. And because of that, I actually start every, so I generally do the briefing at the start of our events and I start them all by going, there was a lovely ad for sun cream in the 90s and it said apply yourself to reapply and we encourage you to use that same rule for deodorant. You'll find cans of men's and women's deodorant over at the TO's table. Please allow yourself to apply that uh, liberally throughout the day. If I walk around and offer it to you, it's not because you smell but it is a lovely reminder to please feel free to give yourself a squirt. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. It's a thing. No, it's definitely. true. So, like, if you would encourage more, more, more women... Uh, that would be something to be very mindful of. Whether you're the tournament organiser and you do have some cans of deodorant in the bathrooms or at your table, or if you are doing friendly reminders, if, if someone is on a little bit on the nose, um, obviously don't embarrass that person. But No, that's um, that it. I does... to everyone. That way everyone yeah. experiences the same level of embarrassment. So everyone's equal. <laughs> everyone's embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but nobody's singled out, you know, so that no, I think that's You're not on the TOs, Mike. That's like, important. Uh, Billy, Billy, you stink. You stink. Uh, go, Please go come forward to the TO table and collect some deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It has yeah. become probably one of the things in the players pack in the last like sort of 12 months. It's been listed on there as like, it's like what you should bring. And then it has, you know, dice, rulers, yeah. tape, deodorant. And actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> underlines are uh, yeah. two sizes bigger. Yeah. Uh, no, it's and it's actually it's become uh, a lot more prevalent. Like you see, what as as a TO, like helping out with events too. You walk around and you you know if someone knocks over their bag or something, or they've got it sitting just yeah. on the desk next to them or something, so they remind each other. It's it's definitely become something that um, people are more mindful of. Mm. And I thank I thank everyone. Mm. Yeah, I, I look. I might even go to Unilever for sponsorship, maybe for the next tournament that I run. Maybe every every little gift bag has a, a can of Lynx. You joke, but I went owner. to Lynx to ask for a sponsorship. I couldn't get it, but so you should, good luck you should have you asked can. me. I, I did actually work for Unilever some time ago, so uh, could have uh, could have got you some. Damn. But um, 
I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions because I know uh, we were probably aiming for about two hours and I'm, I'm conscious of people's time. Uh, I'm going to ask a bunch of rapid fire questions that uh, the community has asked. Um, mm -hmm. Feel free to either, you all don't have to answer, but just if, if, if you feel compelled. Um, so one question um, I've had is, do you feel like you have to prove yourself more as a female gamer? No. I just know I'm better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you, no. Do you feel the as pressure much, of having to as know? Much no, I never have. Yeah. No. As much as you're joking, there are times where um, I do. I feel that I have to be a lot more assertive in, you know, in saying that actually, I you I do know this, and it's not okay for that to happen, and that wouldn't happen if you were talking to Mike. So that's not going to happen because you're talking to me. So, mm. you know, I think that Gemini saying, I just know I'm better. I think it's, it's really important to know, to know that you know your stuff and to be able to call somebody out on it. So if you go into a store and somebody assumes that you're there to be buying something for your partner, call them out on it. Say, what makes you think that? And I, mm. and I will do that and just with a smile, oh, what makes you think I'd be buying something for my husband? And yeah. come, them coming to that realisation of going, oh, Oh, I, I just assumed. Hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I think uh, confidence is another thing here too, like especially coming from a TO's perspective. Uh, rules, questions, obviously yeah. you're going to get asked a lot of those. Uh, we're obviously being a TO because we have some knowledge of it. So answering those questions uh, with confidence and if you don't know, also answering with confidence saying, I'm sorry, I don't actually know yeah. the answers to that, but give me know. two minutes and I will find out for you. Just everything, mm. you know, being yeah. not rude, but just answering friendly, but confident. I think I've never, ever had a drama with anyone that tried to second guess me or anything like that. Uh, I've been very lucky with the community so far. Yeah, I've only had one experience. So we've run a lot of events, but one experience where I've been in the middle of explaining something to a player and he's turned around and walked away and gone you know what that's just not okay but no. that's one player and we've had thousands come through our events so yeah it's not a bad yeah. not a bad percentage and, I, and I've had some people have mentioned like Rocco for example had mentioned his wife when he's trying to get his wife into the game um some of their his his wife's opponents have assumed that she doesn't know anything and have tried to explain rules and hobby and kind of basically what you said like literally try to override her opinion um, it's actually forced them to move shops twice. Um, but then on the other side as well, Evie, um, uh, not, not, not Queensland Evie, but another person called Evie has mentioned exactly what you said around walking into a game store and she's often treated like she is, uh, buying something for her, for someone else. It's never buying for her. Um, and I think calling it out and asking why she, they assume that, um, is a great piece of advice because, um, Definitely. I'm sorry that there's, you know, we're going to find that in the world everywhere. I'm sorry that it has happened to you. But, yeah, just remember, you know, if you're there to get something yourself, just stand your ground. Like, don't be rude. But just be like, yeah, exactly like what Emma said. You know, what makes you think it's going to be a gift? Like, I enjoy the hobby. Mm. Is that a and problem? And the reason or? that I ask what makes you, what makes you, what makes you think that is because mm. I think that it allows that time for some kind of reflection. Well, what does it? Yeah, why, why would I assume that? Rather than going yeah. in and, and attacking and saying, you know, you're a chauvinist and that kind of thing. No, just, just give them the space to go, yeah, actually, you're right. I did make an assumption there. Mm. So. 
No, that's a great call out. I, I get assumption made all the time when I buy makeup brushes, which I've now realised is the best dry brushing brush in the world. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, <laughs> but my wife's uh, makeup brushes are um, off limits, I'm told. But um, <laughs> but yes, I've heard a lot of stories where people have not felt comfortable buying because there's just a general assumption that uh, you, if you're coming into Warhammer or buying miniatures, uh, it clearly isn't for you uh, because you're attractive, because you're female, uh, for whatever reason. So I think calling it out is a, a great way to self-reflect and hopefully stop the uh, the cycle. Um, the other question I was going to call out was um, Catherine, um, Catherine Smith had mentioned that she's playing 40K in AOS at the moment and she's always, she's only playing her with her boyfriend. Um, and while she's, she's enjoying that, she wants to step out and actually get involved in a community. So she's like, how do I find players to play with outside of her boyfriend? Straight away, Twitter. Straight away, I would say, because a lot of the AOS community and the 40K community seems to be linked up on there. They do. And even Facebook groups, you know, that's a mm. good place to start. You know, where I started was Twitter, you know, a lot of the time. And if I wanted games, I will just shout out, oh, guys, I'm up at Warhammer World, for example, on this date would you fancy a game? And a lot of the time there'll be a couple of people saying, I can't make it that day, but how about make it on another day? And you still create in that, oh, this person wants to get in this community. Let's do this, people, you know, and rallying around them and giving them that support net whereby then they don't feel, oh, people don't want to play. This isn't good, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't do Twitter at all, but I think um, mm. I'm more of a Facebook girl. So just jumping on and doing a, a search for clubs in your area, that kind of thing. Or, you know, for us, it's um, Perth, Western Australia, 40K players, for Perth, Western Australia, AOS players, joining that group and then asking, does anyone know if there's a club? Um, you know, I mean, I'm south of the river. Is there a club nearby? And then you generally find people will jump out and go, oh, yeah, you've got this, you've got Crags, you've got Outpost, you've got um, that kind of thing. These are when they meet and then you're able to go. So I think just checking out your clubs, finding out where they are and going down and playing or going into your local GW Warhammer store. Well, the other one, crazy Yeah, well, I think Which is always, always a great way. One of the great things about Warhammer is that there are actually stores. Like a lot of the other wargaming games – it's all online, whereas we've actually got this great resource with having how many stores in each of our capital cities, going in there and using that resource, asking your local GW Warhammer manager, where are the clubs that are nearby me? Where are people playing? Is, this, you know, is there times when you have more people coming into the store where I can pick up a game? That kind of thing. Mm. I had a great question from a gentleman called Tristan who had mentioned that um, he's a father and he has two young daughters who are at that age, they're starting to show interest in daddy's figurines. Um, and his goal of one day is to get them or at least share that hobby with his children. Um, do you have any recommendations around how he might introduce his daughters um, who obviously, not obviously, um, who at this age, you know, very much are around fairies and unicorns and, you know, princesses and that's what they enjoy right now. Any thoughts around how, as they grow up, he can keep nurturing that interest in the hobby. Books. I have, I have two daughters. I've got a seven-year-old and a almost fifteen-year-old, and my kids, or three of my kids, I've got a son as well in there who's thirteen. They have all painted Warhammer models from being old enough to hold a paintbrush. 
um, and the my eldest is really into all the lore. So she's she's a um, huge myth mythology kind of person and history and all of that kind of stuff. So for her, that so it's finding your hook. For her, that's her hook. For my youngest, being able to paint. Um, so I can't actually remember the name of the AOS models that she's painting. The ones that have got all the armor that are stormcast stormcast thank you i had a total mental blank then so she's painting the stormcast but she's painting them as princesses so you know they don't have to be done with the you know the antique gold type coloring you can paint them whatever you want so just that's what we're doing anyway and we play simple hammer with the kids so that's taking away all of the complex rules and everything moves the same amount everything does the same amount of damage and you know, just starting them with really basic rules, starting them with three models each, just playing with them, finding out how they want to be engaged in, in it. And, you know, both of my older two kids have read the um, the teenage um, books that are out for them, Warhammer Adventures. We got our elders to write a book review for our blog post. So, you know, great way to get her involved as well. So it's just finding out what's going to keep them engaged. And also making it normal that it's not a big deal that a girl wants to play warhammer it's just this is a game we play games as part of our family this is one of the games that we play as part of our family yeah yeah 100 percent. just keep nurturing it too you know mm. like there's no right or wrong there's so much freedom with with hobby and and the games uh you know again if they want to paint their stuff in pink or black or yellow it doesn't matter like as long as they're having fun doing it i think you should support that um and and carry on with it you know because obviously as they grow their interests are going to change so one might still like to paint or hobby and that's fine and the other one might want to read books and and learn how to play it on the table and and uh, you know it's gonna you're gonna support both things and there's nothing wrong with either one of them so as long as you know that you know as long as Tristan still has the interest as well uh at that stage I think just go for it um again like I agree with Emma playing the the simple hammer taking the rules out getting them interested because you don't want to be overwhelming people Mm. you know especially kids because they get bored easy uh you want to make it fun and interactive and i think as a family you should probably like even having friday night games or something uh as a family just so you're also supporting a family union too because i Mm. think that's very important uh and you know accepting You're, you're not only just teaching kids social side of things but you're also teaching them confidence um and acceptance and if someone wants to do something different with their army that's fine and i think you know non-judgment and i think that's very important skill to learn now so it's carried through the community as they get older and um i think our community all is very strong in that aspect already but we've got to keep that ball rolling yeah and and that's probably reflective so emma please I was just going to say, I think that having models and things around the house that it's okay for kids to touch and to play with as well rather than, oh, they're daddy's models that we don't touch those because he's going to get really angry if they get broken or, you know, things that the kids can actually play. Like we had about half a dozen um, models that the kids had painted. They were like rainbows that lived in the cutlery drawer for I don't know how many years. Actually, I think there's probably still one there at the moment. But it's just it's just normal. So mm. And there's nothing... There's nothing big or scary about it. It's just it's just part of – and it really is part of our everyday life and particularly for our youngest. She's grown up coming to events and um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, take the kids to events when they're little as well. Get them to walk around and ask questions, look at the models. 
Yeah. I was going to say, there's a guy in the UK community, his missus was pregnant last year at Bobo. They started bringing their little girl to events they did. And I've, I've already said to him, I was like, are you bringing little baby Mia to yeah. Bobo? I was like, please bring her. Cause you know, going to get, she's going to get so many squidges. It's simple. You know? So <laughs> <laughs> like she's getting so many squidges off of me straight away. You know, I can't well, wait. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I mentioned that 13-year-old girl who's now 14, uh, Beth. Mm. Um, the first time I met Beth was at an event called Sydney Slaughter, and I think she was about 11 or 12 back then. She wasn't playing, but she was hanging out with her dad. Now, I didn't know the dad very well at the time, and she was just literally hanging around her dad for two days. And I thought, man, this guy's a deadbeat dad. Like, why, if you were, like, divorced, like, if you're divorced and this is, like, custody weekend, you're bringing your daughter, who's, like, literally 11, um, and hanging out with you at a tournament for two days. Um, But when I actually learnt the story, um, actually, dad and mum are both war gamers. Uh, Mum's more of a board gamer, like a blood ball type person, and he's definitely more of the war gaming type. But that exposure and that normalisation has been fostered over time. And... It's gotten to a point where um, she's very sassy now. Like she gives yeah, absolute lip to the oldest person. Um, she gives she gives absolute may- mayhem to my co-host Liam. Like she gives him grief and she doesn't care um, because her confidence has grown. Um, and I think we've allowed her to nurture and make that a safe space. So again, whether it's for a, a female or a partner or your mother or your daughter or your son. Um, that environment whether it's a tournament or an event or the hobby at home or the game store how do you create that an open a safe a welcoming environment without those preconceived this is the way you build a model this is the color scheme you've got to paint just let them do it just do do what you want to do it's your creative expression yeah 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 so i've painted my own jaws like pink and purple so i'm sat there looking at it i love them I absolutely That's love so them. Cool. Hang on, let me see if I've got one. There we go. One of my little mega bosses. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. So I just pink and purple, and I was so proud of that model. I robbed some of like my husband's stuff out of his bits box that he's got. And I was like, oh, I need to steal that other mega boss arm because I just really wanted to make you look like Gordrak, you know, like Gordrak's keeper, as it were, you know. And I've kept him on his base, and then I've just done mega boss, mega boss, and more crusher on the same sort of lines so it, you know it's quite i just don't don't like the idea of having a set color scheme for armies i just don't think that works right it's like for daughters of cane a lot of the time they go very gothic but i've gone more tribal so i've incorporated some of the seraphon like the snakes from that as well and i'm currently using the arch revenant kit bashing up a marathi a little sister marathi and then big sister marathi i'm just going to keep her as is because she is just exquisite as is but i just didn't want that idea of someone coming to the tabletop and going oh daughters hang on a minute and just looking at each model and picking them up looking at them saying wow this is really different mm. it's going to make it more interesting when kids come in and sit there and go oh wow dad look at this because mm. we game down um in Northamptonshire we've got the big shopping centre called Rushton Lakes and there's a little shop in there called Magazine Heaven and they run a games night once a month and we were downstairs having our AOS game it was two versus one my husband and our friend Reese, and I was playing on the other side and this little kid came up and just started looking at my maw crusher I picked him up and I was like this is maw crusher don't worry he doesn't bite he's tight he's nice look at him he's just look at his little face and just like bopping him on the nose and the little kid just said looked at his dad and was like 
can I hold it? And I, he goes, yeah, if the lady says yes. And I was like, of course you can. You know, don't drop him. <gasps> You're going to drop him. And I was like, just making him like, just jolt a little bit. And he was like, oh. And I was like, it's okay. It's all good. And he just was like, that's cool. And then just walked off. And he was like, yeah, you've, you've had your 30 seconds of, of yeah. information out of him now. That's it. He's gone. And I was like, yeah, don't fuss me. If it, if it gets a little kid looking at it going, that's cool, Dad. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, whether it be girl or boy, it doesn't matter, you know. Paint, paint your orcs pink. Paint your, your um, space marines rainbow. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, by the way, um, speak of the devil, Beth actually just jumped in the comment section. So uh, literally, like, didn't ask for that. I didn't message her, but <laughs> shout out to Beth and uh, shout out to everyone who's, who's making the great environments and the spaces that, um, that we're all enjoying. Um, I am conscious of time, and I, and I, I probably got one more question I want to ask. Uh, before we kind of wrap this show up, I hope anyone who's been watching this has found it valuable to just to listen, to observe, to reflect, to think about how we can make a more inclusive environment. And yes, absolutely, today is about International Women's Day and bringing women into the hobby, but thinking more about your experience and your exposure to generally the whole community. And I think there's lessons inside. Um, and if you are trying to bring more women into the hobby, whether it's for painting, whether it's for playing, I think what I've learned today is just ask them. Find out what they want. And if, they, if they're not coming, find out what they would like to see in the future. Um, um, they don't bite. They're not scary. They don't have bell germs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. But, you know, like, again, whatever, what, you know, uh, being a girl, being a woman doesn't make you any less of a player or a painter. Um What's in between your legs? There's no relevance here today in this gaming system. Um, so I guess the last and final comment I'd want to ask is, what would you like to see in this hobby in the future? Is there any hopes, aspirations, dreams, things that you'd like to see as a female in Warhammer, um, whether it's in your lifetime in the next year or, I don't know, whatever? I think the community is already in in a really powerful position. It's 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 wonderful as it is. I just want to see su the continuation of support, uh, growth, and pretty much stay on track. People, just remember, you know, why we're doing this, who you are. Don't try and bring any tox uh, toxicity into it because you're not going to be supported, and you'll end up losing something that you love. So if we just continue on the on the track that we're going, I think, and just continue with the support and the growth that we have got, I think that's that's going to be brilliant because we've already started with only you know very few females and now we've got lots. So I think we're already on the right track. So yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I would like agree. to, um, as as you say, Gemma, continue with the great communities that we've got and all the positive aspects. But I would really love us to see us get to a point where we're not having this conversation where mm. it's not, you know, try, how do we get women into Warhammer isn't, it's not an issue. You know, we shouldn't need to be talking about how do we, how do we, you know, create that gender equality in gaming. It should be a non-issue and I really would love to see us get to a point where we're not talking about gender anymore. Because yeah, it's like everyone should be loved on and appreciated on in this hobby, regardless of you know your background, race, creed, you know, the whole nine yards. It should all just be we're all here to enjoy the one hobby 
that we're has brought us all together let's just yeah. enjoy it you know and love on each other that you know and if people need support support them if they don't want yeah. that support that's cool too you know mm. you know yeah I, I, yeah I, I look look my that's absolutely my thoughts um uh, and, and i was in two minds doing this episode as well um because I didn't want to put women on a pedestal. I didn't want to make this as a big issue, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. women need this special treatment and, you know, um, it, because you're right, um, this shouldn't be a conversation. Uh, this is not a uh, a system that has hard rules that you've got a men's division and a women's division. There's, you know, there's, there's nothing that stops a woman from playing this game because they don't have certain skills or mindset or abilities. They're the same. They're literally the same. There's nothing that, that separates us. Um, the however, is, though, that people where the women aren't doing it, so we do yes. need to have this conversation. Yeah. So there's nothing stopping us, yet women aren't doing it. And you know, I I said equality, and I do wonder, you know, when we talk about feminism, um, which is the other F word that we're not allowed to say, but when we talk about feminism, we talk about equality. We don't need equality. I think we need equity, and that's what we've been talking about today. Is about what. Obviously, women need additional support to get them either playing the game or to get them attending events. What can we do to offer that additional support to get women through the door? And once we've got them through the door, this is a great community. I think we're going to keep them there. But we do actually need that additional support. We need to be having conversations like that, like this, to be able to, to reach out and to say, you know what, this space isn't just for men. You have a space in a gaming community as well, and it's okay for you to claim and own that space. Uh, uh, I couldn't have said it by myself. I, I literally, and I think I'm going to end it at, at that note. <laughs> I think I think that's where we end the show. I think you've absolutely nailed that on the head, Christine, Gemma, Emma. Thank you all, all very much for your honesty, your openness. I've personally learned a lot, and as I think about my events, as I think about the the tournaments that I'm attending and the interactions that I'm making, uh, I'm going to certainly reconsider and think about the way I attempt to create this equity in the community. Um, is there any shout outs, any things, any groups anywhere people want to find you, anything that you want to say before we kind of wrap this up? I might go to Gemma. She's probably the easiest one. I know she'll have some places that we can find Gemma more. <laughs> yeah, so I'm on Twitter um, as the Foul Charge, one of at Foul Charge. And I'm also on Facebook just as Gemma Shepherd. We do have a Facebook page called The Foul Charge as well. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Gemma Michelle. But, yeah, just jump on any of those, send me requests or messages, whatever you need. I will definitely endeavour to help out as much as I can. Uh, as for shout-outs, where do you start, Magro, in this day and age? Like it's so hard because you don't want to forget anyone. Shout out it's, to uh... the Failed Charge podcast. It is a great podcast. <laughs> they film battle reports. Uh, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna own it, I will own it. I'm gonna get you to continue. Go check yeah. them out. They're awesome. Gemma, tell us why you're why you're awesome. because uh, we're just normal plebs playing the game in the community. <laughs> so we're we just we're just laid back people who um just be ourselves. And I think that's something that's very important and not to forget is just be yourself. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, definitely recommend check uh, jumping in, checking in all the Gemma stuff. She's awesome. She carries her boyfriend uh Michael. Um she carries that for them. Um <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um Emma, uh, where can people find you? What's the shout um, that you want to make? Uh, so Objective Secured, we have Facebook, Twitter, which we don't use, so probably don't look for us there. Um, 
Instagram, YouTube. We have objectivesecured.com.au. We have um, podcast as well, blog posts. Obviously, we run events over in Western Australia. And I'm Emma Obsec on Facebook if you want to find me. Um, as far as shout-outs go, I generally, outside of this, work for a women's organisation and I start all of my meetings by acknowledging the women who have walked before us. And I would like to finish by acknowledging the women who I'm sharing this episode with tonight and the other women who are playing in some form or participating in this hobby in some form at the moment because I really want the people, the women who are out there who are part of the Warhammer community to realise that you are the women who walked first mm. and we are, we are the if you can see her, you can be her and own that. And I just want to shout out and say to all of the women who are part of this community in some way, you guys are absolutely fantastic for showing up and thank you for being there. And all of the women, thank you for being role models for my daughters. I really appreciate that. That's oh, my that's shout out. Lovely. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. I uh, also just real quick, I probably should mention that we have a YouTube channel as well as a, um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks Emma. And um, there's that support right there. And uh, we also have a Twitch channel, uh, the foul charge as well, where we've done some, we've done some battle reps and some uh, commentating at, at events too. So if you just want to watch some stuff, go for it. Awesome. And Christine, finally bring us home. Uh, where can people find you? So it's mainly Twitter. So it's um, at Hook and Pin Web. Don't worry. It's not about wrestling people. It's not about wrestling. It's about my other passion, which is crazy. I was, dis I was <laughs> disappointed. I'm a massive wrestling fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, she loves like. No. I do. I do love wrestling, to be fair, in all fairness. Um, but yeah, it's, it's named after um, my other side passion, which is knitting, crochet, beading. Um, but I talk a lot about Warhammer on there. You know, you're always welcome to have a little chat with me on there. I do use Instagram not as frequently now. Um, I think it's under Orion and Luna, um, which is the business name that I'm trying to create for my crochet and knitting. Um, Facebook, it's under Christine Coram, C-O-R-A-M for Michael. Um, I'm on there as well, so you're always welcome to add me as well. I'm always happy to chat any form of hobby, whether it be what I'm doing at this present moment in time, which is kit bashing the living hell out of uh, models, or just even just chatting about anything. I'm always there. It's always good. The last shout um, I'm going to make is again check the comment section or not the comment section the show description um please i've listed out a whole bunch of wonderful women in our hobby highly recommend you go and follow them i'd also appreciate if you've enjoyed this show and you know someone that i haven't acknowledged put them in the comment section you know let's grow this community let's grow the yep. exposure if there is an awesome twitcher if there's awesome instagrammer someone on facebook someone maybe not facebook they might not appreciate their facebook being shared around but their twitter um show you know do share your your wonderful women in warhammer um who are contributing to this hobby so we can all again create that exposure and enjoy their wonderful work so um i'm going to end it on this note thank you both uh thank you everyone actually Gemma, emma emma christine the chat um for this amazing discussion um i hope you everyone finds this valuable and takes away at least one lesson i certainly have so um thank you all and um we'll talk again soon take Thanks care so all. much for having us good night thank you